right, all right, everybody. Me, Murph, and E Dubs are back from vacation. It's been way too long, E, right? What's up there, Murph? Glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Like I was in Mexico and uh listen, we'll get to where you are. Right? You were running around somewhere in the woods. Uh I don't know what... <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But uh I don't know, give you a brief little uh, you know, a little thing about Mexico. You know, it was beautiful. The, the uh the water was nice, you know, it's got to spend some time with the family. Obviously, much needed. Everybody needs to take a break sometime and do a little vacation with their family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, the one thing sports related I want to bring up real quick down there is uh, we met this family from uh, Washington State, the Gent family. Uh, wonderful family. Uh, we hung out with them in Mexico. Um, they have uh, twin children, and uh, their children were uh, 15. Unfortunately, their children were uh, born 15 weeks uh, prematurely. So uh, starting out off the bat, uh, these two kids had a little bit of a rough road. And uh, I was trying to get a chance to, uh, to interview them while I was down in New Mexico, but uh, we never got a chance to. And uh, Zachary, I'm going to get that interview with you, dude. But the thing that's, uh, that's good about uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, odd, not odd, but like different about this kid is um, he's a left-handed pitcher and he's blind in one eye. Wow. So uh, I, one of these days I am going to get that uh, story out there. And uh, he was a pretty, actually, he's a pretty wonderful uh, young man. And uh, so I'm going to give a shout out to him, you know, uh, see how he's doing. And I'll uh, shout out to him. Maybe we'll get an interview with that kid coming down the pipe. But Mexico. Awesome. So, uh, and I, and uh, you know, you know, I have my ear to the uh, pulse, uh, you know, when I'm away. So uh, when I was away, I was, I got a, I got a text or something from somebody that says, we have a champion in uh, Fishkill. And like a champion of Fishkill is like, who is this man? <laughs> So, <laughs> well, yeah, Rich. You know, um, I heard about your five little league world, little league championships. You know, and uh, I never got to drink the champagne before, or, or you know, around kids, I should say, sparkling cider. But um, last Saturday night at this time, uh, we were tipping off. Um, we had a great season, our boys. We won six out of ten games, and in the playoffs, we won our game. And then the team that was undefeated actually lost to the lowest seed in the league. So we were playing the lowest seed in the league. Um, and our boys showed up. Um, we were missing three kids. One, uh, one kid had a uh, ear infection. He couldn't make it. Uh, one kid returned to college in Florida. And another kid was actually in Florida taking uh, his sister back to Florida, uh, taking his sister back to college. So we were missing three kids. We went with six. And uh, we wound up winning by 11 points, Rich. Um, it was fantastic. I just want to give a shout-out to Jay and the staff at the uh, Fishkill Rec. They presented me the game ball, so I walked home with the basketball from, uh, from the game and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it, it was great. Um, never won a championship before. First time. So, uh, I got to tell yeah. you. <laughs> I know. Feels good. I was involved down there with the, uh, with the Fishkill Rec, with the basketball and stuff. You know, my kids were always uh, baseball players, but... Uh, but, uh, you know, dealing with Jay through the years, you know, my son's uh, playing basketball through the Jay Maeda does a great job with that program down there. I mean, yeah, Jay does an awesome job. And um, the summer and winter programs are fantastic. And then they have also programs in the fall and spring where kids can get their tools set for the big season. So um, there's signups right now for the fall going on. So I suggest you uh, go to fishgillrec.com, sign your kids up. Uh, there's a girls league as well. And it goes from third grade to 12th grade. So there's plenty of uh, Plenty of leagues, uh, teams for the kids to join and uh, hone those basketball skills till the big winter league starts. That's uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, I know, uh, I know, we uh, you know we kind of get a little local sometimes. A lot of local guys uh, listen to this now. And uh, again, you know, we just delve back into like you know we met, you know, through coaching and uh, just watching like you know some you know through the years and uh, you know watching some of these kids develop in, uh, in Fishkill Little League and uh, Fishkill Rec and all our youth uh, football programs and all these uh, volunteers in our neighborhood that have always took the time. You know, to come out and you know, coach these guys. And uh, 
You know, and I, I, when I was driving by the, uh, the fish kill, uh, the fish kill shepherd uh, the other day. And I, I got to tell you, um, I got to give a shout out to my boy, Pete Lyons on this because Pete Lyons son, Charlie has aged out of fish kill little league a long time ago. And he's going on to, uh, he's going to be doing good things. He's uh, turned out to be a pretty good ball player, but Pete Lyons is still uh, running that fish kill little league as president. And then uh, my wife is on the board and, a lot of the old, uh, the old guard is still there, you know, and they're trying to keep uh, Fishkill Little League on the map, you know. You know, in the beginning of the season, I saw some kids up there, and uh, I don't know, man. Shout out to Pete Lyons, like he's trying to keep that, uh, keep the dream alive up there in Fishkill, you know, keep teaching these young kids how to play baseball. Yeah, definitely. And I'll never forget when Pete Lyons called Ben and told him he made the All Star game, All Star team. Um, Ben's eyes lit up. So uh, yeah, shout out to Pete. You really made. Uh, I guess he was about what ten, eleven at the time, Rich. I forget, but you really made his day and stuff like that, uh, putting on that All Star uniform and stuff. And uh, it's good. I just want to give you a quick story, Rich. Uh, back home, I come from a town called Albridge, New Jersey, and one of my neighbors, uh, eighty-five years old, he's still taking care of the Lily Field. Son's. Uh, way past, you know, I moved on. He's like my age, 54, but uh, the dad's 85. He's still mowing the lawn and everything because that's what it is, Rich. It's the volunteers that make it go. And if there's no volunteers, there's no, there's no, there's no organized sports for the kids. So yeah. kudos to everyone involved. Exactly. Exactly. That's why everybody's got a volunteer, volunteer for your local little leagues guys. Yeah. So uh, Rich, we did, uh, we did separate podcasts uh, when, when we were away. Um, and I, and I heard from your podcast, you uh, mentioned uh, Tom Brady and Tom Brady's been away. So, uh, you know, I was like, where the hell is this guy? I'm getting nervous and stuff like that. And first I thought he was on a, um, on a Aaron Rodgers ayahuasca trip, you know, mm-hmm. but then, but then I looked on the internet, there's some conspiracy theories going on. Um, and, you know, sometimes the, the, the theories get out of whack with the world being flat and the, uh, the COVID vaccine making you cough up uh, microchips, but we'll get that to another time. That's not for this. But um, one thing I saw on the uh, from the conspiracy theory is he's on the mask singer. Um, and um, here's the theory that I came up with, Rich. The filming dates uh, line up with his absence from the Buccaneers right now. Um, he was committed to being on it when he retired and then he unretired, right? Right. Um, and then he signed this deal with Fox, this multi-million de- deal to be an announcer after he retires. So the show is on Fox. So do you watch the show, Rich? Do you ever hear of the show before? I, 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 first I heard of it was today. Okay. I've, I've heard of this show, The Masked Singer. Okay. Now, I don't know, there was, I, I don't know if he did or not, but I guess there was, uh, there was rumors back, you know, that, that Antonio Brown sat out for a couple of weeks to do the show. Listen, I, I don't know how, uh, I, I don't know how tr- there's, any, there's any truth to that, but I could tell you right now. Okay. The Mass Singer, I guess it's an entertaining show. They're really, they're trying, I guess. You know, uh, primetime television is definitely not like uh, what it used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have to come up with something. But you just gave me your, uh, I don't know, you can go back into your little theory on uh, Tom Brady too. Because, uh, you know, being that you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, I know that, uh, you know, as a, as a sports uh, quarterback, you know, you have a little more invested in him. But uh, as me, as just like, uh, just somebody observing uh, somebody's life. Mm-hmm. If, Sitting in front of the television, and I look up at the TV, and there's supposed to be football practice going on, and there's Tom Brady jumping out of a wacky rat suit or something. <laughs> there is a good chance I may not never watch. That's going to be the straw that broke the camel's back for me to stop watching football. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that being said, I think let's talk about it a second. I think it's preposterous that he is doing something that is not either a family related or be football injury type related that mm. football. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? I think that the, a lot of these rumors, I think are, I'm going to say the word again. I think they're preposterous. Yeah. It kind of sounds weird, Rich, because I mean, 
the NFL is a, you know, you're prepared for an NFL season and you're going on a TV show. It just doesn't sound right, Rich, you know, but, you know, and then again, I hope there's dancing on the show because, you know, TB12 is going to be running for his life this year with that depleted offensive line, you know, but, um, but like I said, on the last show, Rich, we did together, I had the Buccaneers winning at least 13 games, but you know what? I don't know if this continues, I could have to bring it down a couple of notches. I, I just don't know. <laughs> who, uh, who's, who's their backup quarterback? Uh, who oh they- my God. It's Kyle Trask and, uh, and Gabbard, you know, these, you know, it's, and there was a rumor trade with the Cowboys tonight, not for, uh, you know, not for um, what's his name, the, the starter, what's his, what's the guy's name? I, I forget his name, the starting quarterback on the Cowboys. I just lost my thought for a second. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yes, but it's for like the second string quarterback, whatever. So, uh, but, uh, this, this is where I'm going to give you my, uh, my in- input on why I think uh, Tom Brady's stuff is preposterous. Because, I don't know, I put something out on Instagram today uh, saying, like, you know, Tom Brady's missing the first couple of weeks. He's like, you know what? Because he's Tom Brady, dude. It doesn't matter. You just told me what their backup quarterback situation is. is Tom Bra- Listen, if Tom Brady's having a couple of issues with his, uh, with his wife, Giselle, uh, maybe he's having issues. I, I, I Honestly, I don't know what it is. Maybe he did go off on an ayahuasca trip, you know? I, I mean, maybe him and uh, Aaron Rodgers are on the same wavelength that way. But uh, I don't know that um, I wouldn't put it past him. But I could tell you right now. But Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady the day uh, day one of that football season. And the reason he's being allowed to do what he does, take it take it however you want. This guy's it's the NFL. The NFL wants Tom Brady on that football field because he sells tickets and the people watch him. So Tom Brady will be on the football field come opening day of the NFL. Everything else again preposterous. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, unless we can get Dak Prescott for Scotty Miller, you know, like I said, I, I just lost the name for a second. But, um, but yeah, yeah but if that happens, but you know what, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys will play on opening night, uh, uh, Sunday, that Sunday night, uh, prime time, like they did last year. And uh, hopefully uh, TB12 is behind center. That's all I could hope for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So, so we have some more conspiracy theories, uh, Rich. One more. Uh, so ever since we started this show, uh, the Yankees have only won four games. They've gone 4-14. Four and 14. They're the worst team in baseball. So I might have to put in my two-week uh, notice now, Rich, to, uh, for resignation. Is that okay? <laughs> what, what's going on, dude? Like, what is going on with the Yankees? Now, okay. listen, I'm going to let you go off on your Yankees because I know you're very upset. But what? I mean, I'm following the Mets. Like, so look, no, they're actually, they're losing now, 3-1. to one. But, uh, you know, I watch my Mets and like, you know, I'll go off in a second. I'm okay. But Eric, what is happening? They're crumbling in front of your eyes. What's going on? Yeah, where should I start? I don't know. They stunk since the All Star break, uh, Rich. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, you know Giancarlo Stanton going out there and uh, you know getting tired and getting hurt. Whatever he's been out of the lineup, but you know what though, injuries are part of the game, Rich. And they lost Carpenter too, and that was a huge loss too. But um, you know what? When you have injuries like that, you got to pick up the pace. I mean, that's that's baseball. That's sports. Every team has injuries, you know. Yeah. But um, you know the trades that we that the Cashman made, they look great on paper. We talked about it, but uh, but thus far they backfired. I mean, you know. No, but look at the bright side, Rich. There's still time to uh, right the ship. I mean, there's seven weeks to go in the season, right? So this is the time to see what the Yankees team is built of. I mean, I, I see on Facebook, fire, fire Boone. I mean, that's not going to do anything now. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole fire the manager thing right now, I think to me, that, that's crazy because – this guy's won 100 games, right? If I'm not mistaken, a couple of years. I mean, what is it, the first year maybe? I think he won two in a row or three in a row. Of 100. How do you fire a manager that's won 100 games for you? Exactly. I mean, the, te- the players aren't playing up to what they're doing. Aaron Hicks is in the doghouse. You might never see in the field again. You know, and he had a long-term contract with the Yankees. But, um, but you know, we got seven weeks to go. Like I said, let's see what this team's built of. Are they the first-half Yankees? 
Are they the 1978 Red Sox? I mean, even if they do write the ship, Rich, are they going to be the current day Yankees who get to the playoffs and they get knocked out, you know, by the better teams, usually the Astros? I mean, the yeah. Astros look like the team to beat right now, although Jordan uh, Alvarez had a scare last night, a breathing issue, wound up in the hospital, but they say it was from uh, some fireworks after the game. He was breathing in the smoke or something like that, so hopefully he's doing well. But, uh, but you know, and the sad thing is that, you know, Joey Gallo's hit three home runs with the Dodgers. The Yankees have only three wins since they traded Gallo, but, um, but you know... Yeah, with the Joey Gallo, it's all right. He just needed a change of pace. I understand. Uh, you know, Joey Gallo is going to go. He's going to be Joey Gallo. He's also going to strike out a thousand times. He, he he may not even make the roster for a uh, for a play for the playoff Dodgers. I, I don't know, man. I just think every time he hits a home run, all the Yankee fans they start like getting all crazy. Like, oh, you should have gotten rid of Joey Gallo. He could be hitting home runs here. But you know what, though, as a Mets fan through the years, I just like you know seeing these uh, players like leave. Like I'm just like you know what, just go, man. You know, then and if you start hitting, them, good for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Definitely, definitely. And you know what? Another problem is it's the starting pitching. And you know what? When you have a stopper, you have a stopper, you have a DeGrom, you have a Scherzer. They go out there every five days, Rich. And what do they do? They win, you know? Garrett Cole, one win since July 8th. I mean, that's not a stopper in my mind, Rich. I mean, today he goes out there, right? He's pitching a no-hitter, and he blows it, and and all all hell breaks loose on the field, basically. And the fans are booing him. The fans have every right to boo him, Rich. I mean, this guy has done nothing, basically. You know, all the the sticky stuff last year, whatever. Still, he he was a clown against the Red Sox in the playoffs. And I hate them when they show him in the dugout, and he's dropping four F-bombs in the dugout. Why is he dropping F-bombs? You're the F-bomb, pal. You're the one that screwed up, you know? Jeez. Love it. Come on. Keep preaching, dude. Keep preaching. Come on. Um, Oh, oh, you know, it gets better, Rich, you know? Tomorrow, right? It's it's Paul O'Neill Day tomorrow, right? Another warm, fuzzy day at Yankee Stadium, you know? But it's going to be marred by the V word. The vaccines, once again. Nobody's going to be there. there, O'Neill's not going to be allowed in the broadcast booth. You know that, Rich. You know, there's a Major League Players Association rule that an unvaccinated player cannot be in a baseball clubhouse, um, a visitor. A player can. I, these rules are so out of, out of black, Rich, but we're not going to talk about vaccines, like I said, you know. But, it's, but you know what? Another number being retired, Rich, does it get overkill after a while? I know. I mean, like I said, <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I interject on this uh, for yeah. a second? Because obviously you're the, you're the resident Yankee fan. I'm going to let you interject. I got a couple of things to say about the Mets, obviously, and I'm going to let you interject on mine. Sure. But, uh, you know, listen, you're the Yankee guy. I, I did a little research on this whole number retirement thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now, there's 22 total numbers retired by the New York Yankees. Okay. <laughs> now, that, to me, is that's two, that's, that's two starting, uh, two starting a field. You can field more than two teams with those, with those numbers. Crazy. So, are you telling me that there's going to kid coming up one through 10, done. 15, 16, done. A couple of the 20s are done. Some of the 40s are done. And two 30s are done. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen? Like, what are they gonna do? Like, now look, twenty-one. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna retire twenty-one. Now, why do you think, as a Yankee fan, that Paul O'Neill deserves to get his uh to get his number retired and be a Yankee legend in in those you know in those hollowed halls of Yankee legends? Right. You know, it, it's crazy, Rich, because I mean, the guy had nine great seasons with the Yankees. He was the piece of the puzzle, came over in 93. He was the first piece that brought the dynasty, basically, you know, the World Series titles and stuff like that. But, you know, amazing. I mean, he, he had a, he had nine great seasons in the Bronx, Rich, but retire a number. I mean, you know, 
I did some research too on this and, you know, Red Ruffing was a pitcher with the Yankees. He won 231 games with the Yankees. Uh, Hall of Famer. Is his number retired? No. He wore number 15. I understand Thurman Munson wore number 15, but the Yankees have two number eights retired for Yogi Berra and Bill Dickey, the two great catchers. So, I mean, the Paul O'Neill thing, I mean, look at look at Mel Stottlemyre. Mel Stottlemyre won almost 170 games with the Yankees during the lean years. Retire his number. A-Rod, retire his number. Believe Roger me. Clemens, retire him. You know, I mean, Rich, it, all, it will go crazy. I will go ballistic on this. I mean, I'm going ballistic right now. And I'm a diehard Yankee fan. You know that. I will go ballistic if they retire Tino, Tino Martinez's number. Oh, I mean, it's got to be got to draw a line somewhere, right, Rich? <laughs> now, now, this is the question. No, this is what I have, a, I have a, to pose a question to you now, okay? Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. You're saying you, you got to draw a line somewhere, okay? Now I'm going to give you I'm going to give you four names that are on this list. Okay, yeah. now you tell me truthfully if these four names deserve to be to have their numbers retired. Okay, and I want to know out of these names who is most deserving. Go ahead. Okay, you got Posada, you got Petty, you got Bernie, and you got the great Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. Now, out of those four guys, do all of those guys deserve to have their number retired. Because you know what? I was going to throw... I'm, I, and I didn't even say Rivera because that's just like... I, I didn't even... Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a no-brainer, that guy. Right, I mentioned right. 42 for Jackie Robinson anyway, but he's a no-brainer. But out of those four guys, do all four of those guys deserve to have their number retired? Okay, and the reason why they're there, they're the... Who was the second guy, Rich? You said Posada, the second guy, I'm sorry. Was it uh, Pettit? Pettit. Oh, so you said the core four, basically, then. Pretty yeah. much the core four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know what? Jeter, Jeter's a done deal. Absolutely. Done. I don't. I can't even talk. That's 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 a solid. Jeter's the only Yankee that ever got three thousand hits as a Yankee. So you know what? That that's greatness, Rich. So Jeter, yeah. I I could have an argument one day that we and listen, we're going to discuss the captain at length because you need to watch this. And me and you could do hours on the captain. Right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an argument that Derek Jeter might be the best Yankee on that list. I yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah, no doubt about it. And especially the four you just gave me. But you know what, Derek Jeter. I mean, you know, don't forget you got Ruth. Gehrig, DiMaggio, you know, but, um, but yeah, Derek Jeter, he's a Yankee legend, Rich, no doubt about it, you know, um, and then you gave me the other three names, Bernie Williams, 2,000 hits, longevity Yankee, yes, I, 51, no doubt about that one, I don't know how you feel about that. Mm. See, that's where I think that you're getting into sticky territory, that's where I think you're getting into sticky territory with those guys, because now, Look, these are, again, I know I use this, uh, somebody called me on it, and I use this godlike Yankee uh, term. I used that a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's not only godlike Yankees on this, there's godlike baseball players on this. You're going to tell me that Andy Pettit, Bernie Williams, and, uh, and they're, they're godlike baseball players? Like, you got, I mean, look, uh, Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio, Torrey should be there just because of the fact that, he, you know, he coached that team. But players-wise, I don't know, man. Derek Jeter, only number to go on that list, I think. That's my personal – because then you get into that ground of, like, you know, we're going to retire this guy, like you just kept saying. Like, you know, okay, so we retired so-and-so's number. Now we got to retire Paul O'Neill. Okay, mm-hmm. so we retired Paul O'Neill's number. Who's another feisty Yankee that hasn't had their number retired? But, you know, what, though, Rich, you, you got to – you definitely – I mean, Bernie – look how many years Bernie played for the Yankees, you know? Yeah. Right? He was an awesome player, too. You got, I got to – I, I mean, okay, so I think where you're going with this, Rich, in order to get your number retired, you got to be a Hall of Famer. Is that what you're saying? Um, you got to be a Hall of Famer. No, I'm not okay. saying you're a Hall of Famer. I think you have to be 
how should I put this? You know, then I'm really putting my foot in my mouth when I say, you know, like a lifetime Yankee or like. A... Well, well, OK, let me let me let me let me interrupt for a second, Rich. What about Reggie Jackson? Reggie only played five seasons in New York. I know, you know, just because what? Well, just because he hit a lot of home runs. He had arguments. He had, he had epic arguments with Billy Martin. Why is his number? Uh, why is his number retired? He talks I, so much about yeah, the Exactly. Exactly. And then you look like somebody like Goose Gossage, too. The same thing. You know, I mean, Goose is a Hall of Famer. His number's not retired. He's been there. He was there a couple of years. But Reggie was there five years and his number is retired, you know. Right. And, you know, and I, and I look at and I look, you said Andy Pettit. I think Andy Pettit's got to be there, too, Rich. Andy Pettit left for Houston. But if he didn't leave for Houston, he would have been the all time. He would have passed Whitey Ford, all time win leader in Yankee history. Yeah, I've just actually I, I, I've recently turned the uh, corner on uh, Andy Pettit as far as I can being a Hall of Famer. I mean, just, you know. I was always up in the air, him and Mussina, you know, just thinking about what their home of, uh, Hall of Fame uh, statues are. Pettit, yeah, I don't know, Pettit's a Hall of Famer, dude. I mean, you know, and I think, I, I definitely think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, the, the steroid, you know, it, you know, but um, I, I, I think he's, I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer, uh, Pettit. And you know what? He should have stayed with the Yankees. If, I think, I think this, it would have been a no brainer if he would have stayed with the Yankees in number retirement. Would you, would you agree with that? I mean, look at the guy, his last major league game, he goes to Houston and throws a two hit shutout. You know, I mean, he was like in his, I think he was close to 40 when he did that. Yeah. Now right? this guy, now I'm going to give you another guy on this list. I but guess. I just, I just want, I just want to say Posada. I, I was never a fan of Posada. So. No, I'm gonna say no to that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be a Yankee fan or a bunch of Yankee fans are gonna call me out on this. But so, what uh, about CC Sabathia, Rich? Were you going there? CC Sabathia, CC Sabathia. Um, he's he's another one because uh, he was brought to the Yankees for a one reason, mm-hmm. fulfilled a lot more than that one reason in a Yankee uniform. Because I don't know if you know. Again, I learned all this stuff that watching this captain documentary that originally. They were after C.C. Sabathia for all those years because of his, his locker room presence. So mm-hmm. he, and and he, I guess, I don't know if he whipped these guys into shape or had conversations with them or whatever he did, but not only did he come in and do his job in that aspect, he picked his ass off for the Yankees. Yep. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, he, he went out there every five days. and You, you knew what you were going to get from C.C. Sabathia, Rich. You don't, know what I mean? You know what? But don't, don't, um, don't embarrass – don't embarrass baseball by retiring another number that shouldn't be retired. Yes, well, that's, he, did great, he did a great job. With, he also did a great job with the Brewers. Exactly. You know, and Rich is also Brett Gardner, too. I mean, yeah. don't do it. Don't do it, Yankees. Please don't do no. it. Uh, Eric, that, that's the one right there that you should then, – that, then letters have to be being written to the Yankee organization. He, just as a guy, Brett Gardner, was, he was gritty and he was at the Yankees for 100 years. Come on, man. That, that, don't even tell me that you heard that's coming. Well, if that comes, Rich, I'm going to drink a pumpkin spice latte, and we'll talk about pumpkins at the end of the show. My love for pumpkins. So, I, yeah, I hear you, man. I, and I know that's uh, that's not true. So, uh, I got. Let I me mean, just. I want to say one more thing about a guy on this list. Now, yeah, this guy on this list. I think they literally should. They should hang his uniforms, home and away, his jerseys, his hat. They should hang every bit of memorabilia hanging from the Yankee rafters for this guy. And that is when Don Mattingly, dude. Oh, my God. But Seriously, yes. He, yes. His number needs to be retired. His, neighbor, his uniform needs to hang from Yankee Stadium. This guy, first off, is getting a shaft for not being in the Hall of Fame in, in general. Rich, his number is retired. 23 the, is retired. The, the year that he had in 1995 and to fall short of a World Series. And listen to him say, I'm going all out this year, coach. And he mm-hmm. went 
all out that year, and he just couldn't do it anymore. They got to do something. I mean, listen, I, I'm sure they, they listen. They recognize him. They talk about him, which is fine. But this guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame, and they just need to literally bow to this guy because Donnie Baseball gets the shaft, man. And again, you know me, diehard Mets fan. Donnie Baseball gets the shaft, man. Well, you know, that was the era of uh, Keith Hernandez and Donnie Baseball, the two first basemen in New York, Rich. So what do you think about Keith Hernandez in the Hall of Fame? I think Keith Hernandez is a Hall of, Fame, Hall of Famer, too. I also mm-hmm. think that, but I think in, a, in more of a breath, I think it's Don Madeline because Don Madeline was that lifetime Yankee, and he was that godlike Yankee, whereas Keith Hernandez didn't want to come to the Mets originally. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know what his reaction was originally, but it's like, you know, being traded to the Mets, he's like, oh, my God, what the hell? You know, he, was kind of, he wasn't too happy about it, so... Now, him, the way he played, loved the way he played. The way he kept those guys and, you know, kept them in line. You know, it was like, I really, but he should be a Hall of Famer too. But more than, more than him, uh, Don Manley should be a Hall of Famer first. If, if it's got to be one of them, you got to take Don Manley. Yeah, and it's a shame, you know, he's an all-great Yankee, but he never got the hardware, the ring or something like that. Oh. So maybe that's what, uh, that's what uh, you know, makes him not a Hall of Famer. Who knows, Rich, right, that he didn't get on top, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, you know, what maybe one of these years with the uh, I don't know, it's not the veterans anymore. It's called something else that gets these guys in and stuff. Maybe one day it will happen, Rich, because yeah. I'll tell you one thing. There's not too many Hall of Famers anymore in baseball. I mean, it's pretty dry right now. I mean, oh, I just want to say one thing. I want to congratulate Albert Pujols. He passed uh, Stan Musial tonight on the all time on the, a total basis, second to Hank Aaron, basically. So that's a um, that's a feat in, it, in itself, basically. So keep bringing up guys. Like I said, a real real quick one. He's another one. Him and him and uh, Molina are going to go off that last game, and they're just going to like kind of—they're going to walk right into the Hall of Fame. That guy, you know, he's just like—he's a Hall of Fame instantaneously, you know, fielding-wise, hitting-wise. He's like that guy, you know, that guy deserves all the accolades he's getting right now. He's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. No doubt about it. No doubt. And you know, like I said, Rich, um, you know, why not a Rod? Three hundred fifty-one home runs in a Yankee uniform, right? Why not, right? I mean, right. a Rod just comes off so much more hateable if even watching this documentary. Yeah. <laughs> The way he talks and the way he, some of the stuff he says, like, and you can hear the, you can hear the whining, why me, why me, bitchy voice out of everything he says. And when he snaps his teeth, I just, I can't stand everything about A-Rod. But again, right. listen, he, listen, like I said, again, we could talk about this at length too, but uh, he's, pro- you know, probably the greatest shortstop that ever lived. You know, when you think about him, you know, hitting statistically wise, I mean, you know, th- these guys going to get the shaft because uh, of the Hall of Fame as well, because, you know. No one knew who's doing he, but you know what? He lied and looked like a douche. That's why he's getting so much scrutiny. Yeah, you know, and his just his, his demeanor, Rich. You know, it's just like I, I just don't. The guy thinks he's he, his shit. You know, he smells like a rose, basically. You know, babe, you know, he um, you know, he had the great numbers, but they were all, you know, not going to yeah. get to the Hall of Fame ever. You think he'll get into the Hall of Fame? Um, I, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know where they're going to go with that because. If they're all of a sudden, if they're all of a sudden going to turn around and say that, you know, I got to let this guy in, I got to let that guy in, there's going to be an influx of people getting into the Hall of Fame, which rightfully so. So I think, I mean, let's just let, let's take steroids out of the equation, but you look at somebody's look, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. I mean, these are guys that had seasons that, what, what does Clemens have? Seven Cy Youngs, dude? Yeah. That- and uh, yeah, he's seven Cy Youngs, something like that. And uh, Barry, uh, his, his 2004 season, Barry Bonds, amazing. Um, we'll get Eric, into that because I know you and I think he's like one of the top five baseball players of all time. Eric, I think it, he is the greatest baseball player of all time. And I'm going to say it again. Like I said, and we'll talk about that in length. Too. Take steroids out of the equation. Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player that ever lived. Dude. The guy, I mean, yo, I know I say it all the time. And my friend's going to make fun of me, but they walked him with the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, come on. You know what I mean? Yep. 
that that yep. guy, you know, listen, Babe Ruth, whatever. We, again, that's another podcast we can go on in length too. But I mean, Barry Bonds and like Roger Clemens and these guys. I mean, I mean, you know, Alex Rodriguez. You're talking about some of the greatest players of our of this generation, and they're getting the shaft, I guess. You know, but whatever. No doubt about it. But I still think that Willie Mays is the best player of all time. I don't know how you agree about that, but yeah, like I said, we could we we could talk. Hey, it's the same family, right? We got some winter. We got winter, the cold, dark winter coming, doom and gloom. So we'll definitely get a baseball discussion in the winter time to keep you guys warm and uh, ready for the 2023 season. So, but you know, we got a long way to get to that, Rich. So, what about the Mets? Bring it on. All right, the Mets. Now, listen, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quick with the Mets. I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna glow it a little bit, of course. Now, anybody that says, "Oh, are you worried that they lost three from uh, you know, three out of four from the Braves?" No, because the last the last uh series we have with them. I think we're about, t- I think we're five, I think we're up five to four on them in, in games, maybe five, five, it's something like that. Now I have, to, I really have to look up again. That's the one thing I didn't really look up, but um, I don't know the, the Braves, listen, the Mets and the Braves are both going to come to close to winning a hundred games. I mean, that's going to be, I mean, the only one even close, uh, the only one even close is the Phillies are in third place in that division and they're, and they're, they're 11 games out. So they're, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty much done, but the Mets, yep. I have, hey, listen, I got a lot, I got a lot of positive. I'm going to tell you why I think, <clears throat> Actually, you know, I'm going to tell you why I what I could hinder them in a playoff run, and the the only real reason why I see that the Mets, you know, this this is going to be the hindrance if they don't go to the World Series. Everything else but this. Now, I uh, I, I always talk about their uh, middle relief, you know, at nauseum about how much I want to throw up when I see anyone out of Vino, May, Drew Smith, Seth Lugo, Rodriguez, Trevor. When I see these guys, Eric, I want to throw up. Now. <laughs> like you're looking at this middle relief we got our guys we got scherzer we got Degrom. you know we got you know we got our guys and in, in, our starters right then of course we got the greatest uh right now the best closer in baseball and i have no problem saying that dude he is right the, the greatest in, in in the game right now now oh, I there's, agree. there's a couple of innings in here that is going to tell me exactly why mets are losing baseball games uh, this, this is going to give you the stats from there from some of these middle relievers, and this is over the last seven games, mind you. Okay, it's not the whole season, so last seven games. Okay, okay. yeah, Adam Rubino has, has a 2.3 ERA, and he's given up 10 hits. Uh, it's 2.37 ERA. That's that's not too bad. Okay, then you got Trevor May, seven innings, 6.5 ERA. Drew Smith, 7.5 ERA. Seth Lugo, 2.35, and he lets up a lot of hits and doesn't strike too many people out. Joely Rodriguez. 4.79. Trevor Williams, 6.84. These are where all the runs are coming from. These are where they're coming from. And especially, it's especially important on a game like the other night when Jacob DeCrom comes in and pitches a gem, an absolute gem, and they can't score any runs. They can't score runs for this guy. I don't know what it is, and but they're going to have to figure it out during a playoff run. They're going to have to. But yeah, I, even the uh, Scherzer game, Rich, uh, they, they gave up a couple of runs, the uh, middle relief, right, if I, don't, if I recall? Yeah, it just seems like and listen, I I think Adovino came in last night and pitched okay, uh, from what I from what I saw, but I just I have no faith in any of these guys in the middle, man. Unless like, you know, if you're gonna go to a five game series, like you know, Peterson's pitching tonight, and I, I don't think yeah, it doesn't look like he's doing too well. I don't have the volume on, but uh do you put Peterson? Do you put uh when Tyler McGill's uh, healthy, do you put him in the uh, bullpen, uh and stretch him out a little bit? I mean, you're gonna have in a five game series or seven game series, you're gonna have the Grom. You're gonna have the Grom, Scherzer. You're going to have Bassett. You're going to have Carrasco. That's, four, that's the four players you're going to need to go in there and win a playoff game, win, a, win an NLCS, an ALCS, even a, even a World Series. But it's that middle relief, man, that's really, really making me worry. That's really making me worry. And well, hopefully, uh, hopefully Monday and Tuesday they, uh, they falter as well. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see about it. We'll talk about that in a minute at the end. We'll about that in a second. I got it. And I know a little quick little thing like with the Mets also here is like the Mets right now, usually me being a Mets fan, obviously, is right now I'm just like, you know, when does football season start or what's going on with the Celtics or like any moves or anything. But I'm looking down at this paper right now and I never thought in a million years, maybe, maybe I should have thought because they really do have a good team on paper, but it's always been a roller coaster. It's like you're riding high in the, you're hot, riding high in April, you're shot down in May. You're riding high in April. You're shot down for the rest of the year, usually as a Mets fan. But right now, I'm looking at the top three. Got the Mets are in first place. They've won six of their last ten. Six of four in their last ten. Then you got the Braves. They keep hanging on, man. The Braves are three and a half games out. They've won nine of their last ten. We have to have to beat them down the stretch. I think we have a couple more games with them, and it's important that we beat them because one of those two teams is going to be either the NL East champion or the wild card. Because down in the central, you got the central, you got the Cards and the Brewers, and you got the Dodgers, and that's pretty much everybody's pretty much out at this point. So those are the games that are gonna, those are the teams that are pretty much going to be probably in the uh, in the playoffs. I mean, we're going to go into uh, the Padres and uh, why uh, Fernando. I'm very mad at Fernando Tatis because he uh, he's going to make me uh, put my foot in my mouth. But uh, we're going to go into that a little bit too. But uh, let's keep going with the Mets. Another thing with the Mets is why I think they're why I think they're going to win. Alonzo, 122 hits. Lindor, 126. McNeil, 118. Marte, 119. Okay, these guys have 30 home runs in Alonzo. 30 doubles for McNeil. 83 RBIs. Alonzo has 102 RBIs, dude. These guys are hitting. Marte, stealing bases. Diaz, 27 saves. These, this is the reason why the Mets are going to win a World Series. Now, I was, like I said, a little skeptical. I was comparing them to a couple of teams. Like when we first started this a couple of weeks ago, and I hit you with some of my Padres news when they got Soto and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. I'm looking at all these teams now. It's like we'll go into you know other things. But I think the Cardinals are that team that, that people have to look out for in the Central because just first off, A, they're St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, B, they're just going to be there. They're just going to be there. And uh, that's the kind of teams that the Mets are going to have to look out for if they want to go on a playoff run. But in my heart right now, and uh, you know, I'm going to go back with that jinx thing, but uh, in my heart right now, there is no reason why – we should not march into wherever stay in Queens and march into wherever we uh, we need to go to win a World Series. I don't, there's no reason why this Mets team shouldn't be able to win a World Series this year, uh, Eric. Yeah, I agree. And um, I looked at the schedule, Rich. I think it's only 11 more games against teams over 500 for the Mets in the next, you know, down the stretch and stuff. And um, they're beating those teams too. They're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. Also, they're not losing to like the shitty teams. They're beating the good teams and they're beating the bad teams. Exactly. And nine and zero. In games that uh, they played against Nola and uh, Wheeler this year, that's pretty yep. good. The you know that's two good pitchers on the Phillies, and the Mets haven't had a problem with them. So they were saying, they were saying about Nola last night. They're saying Nola's going to have his uh, have his um, you know introduction, see if he's going to get a Cy Young or not. Now again, we're obviously going to talk about that in a couple minutes. There's no way that guy's getting a Cy Young. <laughs> Out of your mind? Yeah, no way at all. I mean, geez, yeah. really? Come on. Maybe who was at the Philadelphia press, Rich? Who said that? No, I just like I said, just because we're doing this uh, this show, I've just been looking at news like all over the country and stuff. I don't know, it's like I'm all, all over the place. But yeah, yeah, Na- National Enquirer, right? <laughs> I don't know who said it. So I, uh, you know, I, I that's that's pretty much uh, and that's pretty much my anything you want to know about my Mets. I mean, I'm gonna segue into something real quick now. But anything you want to know about my Mets, you know, I'm uh, you know, anything you want to know about them? Uh, well, you know, uh, Shaw Walters having uh, Scherzer pitch on Monday and Degrom pitch on Tuesday, so um, you know these are going to be two big games for me to watch, Rich. And um, you know, take it easy on me, please. You know, <laughs> so maybe we'll talk about this for a second. How do you feel about Garrett Cole not pitching either one of those games? I understand, the, you know, with the rotation and stuff, but that. How do you feel about him not pitching one of those games? 
Well, the thing is, Rich, I mean, I look at Jordan Montgomery, too. He's lighting it up for the Cardinals now. I mean, they <laughs> traded him away. I mean, this guy, this guy Montas has done nothing at all. So, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of, um, it's making me nervous, Rich. It should. Yeah. You know, I, it's very uneasy right now. I mean, you know, the Yankees had this big uh, 35 games over 500. Now they're only six games up on the, on the Blue Jays. Uh, yep. It's a collapse going on. And, uh, but, you know. You know, I, I can't let it get to me. Um, football's on the way, right? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know what, Don? Let's, uh, you know what, let's jump into uh, this because I, I could jump off your Yankees point right here because, uh, I don't know, the, um, the AL and the NL MVP race is really starting to shape up a little bit, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know what, though, Rich? Uh, my pick in the AL MVP has got to be Aaron Judge. I, I think you might go somewhere else, but if he breaks Roger Maris's home run record, it's a slam dunk. You agree? Now, yes, you know what I do. I was I was going to argue this point with you a little bit about Shohan Otani. I know Alvarez, like you know, endeavors they're they're down there. And I guess you know Alvarez. Uh, I, listen, Alvarez. I, I'm an average guy. You know, like I like the averages. You know, like mm-hmm. you no, know, he's up there near 300, man. And you know, and again, yeah, they're they're really it's good. The, the, the battle's going to be Otani again and Judge. You know, the reason why the reason why I would have said Otani in the beginning is because listen, the guy's got 27 home runs. You know, he's got a bunch of RBIs. He's got over 70 RBIs. And not to mention, he's pitching uh, He's pitching his ass off. He's pitching to like, a, I think, a uh, two-something uh, ERA. But, that, but that, that to me is kind of an amazing that a guy could do this for two years at a high level. But my big but here is Aaron Judge is having a season that uh, it's unbelievable. And when I say that he's the MVP of the league, it's also because I think he's the MVP of your team. Now, the MVP is the most valuable player. The player on your team that no matter what they're doing, they're playing bad, they're playing good, that's the kid that comes through and just gets the big hits all the time. Now, Aaron Judge is that guy for the Yankees, man. I mean, you know, he can't do everything. Guy's got 46 home runs, 100 RBIs. He's got 1.03 OPS on top of a 297 batting average. This guy's the MVP by a long shot in the AL. Yeah, definitely. But he hasn't hit home run eight days. So it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of making me nervous with that too. But, you know, I, I agree with you on the Otani. I think Otani's the best player in baseball, but the Angels with or without Otani, they're probably in the same place, right? Uh, that's, that's the point I'm making because, and I, and I saw a, uh, I, I saw a stat on um, whom won Mike Trout, which I am just so sad for that guy. That guy just can't stay on the field, man. I guess he just came back like two days ago, but you got Shohan Otani and you got Mike Trout, two of the best players, the most, the most uh, polarizing figures. Of, well, like on the West Coast, that's that's the reason. The, in, in the game, in the sport, playing for the Angels team, and does ownership just not do anything for them? But I don't know. That's another thing we get into. But uh, I mean, Mike Trout, they said something like he hasn't played 140 games in a season, and I think in like three or four years. I think that's that's a stat I read this afternoon. I, I mean, I can look it up because I was just spitballing. But Otani, I mean, that like I said. If he was the most valuable player, they'd be winning more baseball games. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it, Rich. Uh, ben and I took the trip uh, back in June, and one of our stops was Angel Stadium. And, you know, the fans were complaining and stuff. But you know what, though? It's, it's L.A. It's laid back. I don't think the owner's going to do anything, you know? But, um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of weird. that Will Otani get traded in the offseason? I mean, with all this trade talk this year about Otani, I mean, the Angels can get a bunch of players back. And, you know, the Angels haven't been good for years. I mean, I don't yeah. think the ownership cares. The stadium's, a, the stadium's all run down and stuff. It's just like it's, – it's, it's just they like would... nobody cares about the Angels. <laughs> they, their fan base is nothing. 
where would somebody like Shohan Otani shine? Like, where would he go? Like, I mean, you know, now with the universal DH and stuff, I mean, it's like, but where would a guy like Shohei Otani, uh, where would he flourish? Like, where would he go? Is, you know, a big Japanese community somewhere? Does he need that? Is he a bright lights, big city guy? He doesn't care who watches him play baseball. Does he want money? Like, no one really knows. This guy's very mysterious because of the fact he's out there. But, you know, you got to maybe, you know, maybe try and get to know this guy a little more. Maybe he does want to come out to the uh, East Coast. You know, maybe he does want to come to Boston or Chicago or, God forbid, the Yankees. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, I listen. I I, I don't. I, I like my team. I don't want nobody. I'm good. But Shohan Otani would be nice. I mean, I, I I shouldn't say that. But uh, I don't. Where would a guy like that flourish? Well, I'd love for him to come to the Yankees, Rich, because you know how much I love the pitcher sitting. And yeah. um, I don't know where you stood on that with the pitcher sitting. But I I was an always a Yankee fan. But I loved the National League aspect of the pitcher sitting and the double switches and all that stuff. And even when the pitchers went deep, it was great to watch. Like Bartolo Colon. Tell me that wasn't a great home money hit in San Diego a couple of years ago, right? That was awesome. Big, sexy going around the back, the bases like that. That was amazing. That's <laughs> a bum gardener, too, was even, even excitable. Like, and he's a douche, like, you know, like as a pitcher, but mm -hmm. like, why he hit home runs? Like, maybe he hit a bunch of home runs, like, like a couple of years in a row. I, I got to look up the stat, maybe, but uh, I would think that he, uh, he's, he's hit a bunch of home runs as a, as, a, as a pitcher. And he was the one that was actually a little perturbed about the Universal DH. Yeah, Adam Wainwright, too, is a pretty good hitter as well. I mean, there's some guys out there that could swing the bat and stuff like that, you know. But, yeah. um, but you know, hopefully maybe one day we'll see it back. You know, baseball changes every year, it seems, the landscape, the rules and everything. But, um, but I don't think so with that extra, you know, the extra 40-year-old guy on the roster who can extend his career and, you know, hit balls out of the stadium. I don't think the pitchers will ever come back to be hitting. I, I, I don't think so either. Because, you know what, though, and, and listen, I'm a purist like, like, like you. Like, you know, I, I, I like, like the old school shit, but uh, – if you got to, if you got to get one, implement one thing, you know, why not? You know, cause listen, there's a lot, you know why? Because it's enough for the players also. And uh, you know, you got the players are signing these huge contracts in the American league just to become DHs. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I guess, you know, not fair to the players again, I, you know, it's a lot of money. I understand they make so much money, blah, blah, blah. But you know what though? Why not, you know, sign a contract with like the Mets or the Reds or the, or the Padres or the Pirates and become a DH and sign those big, big poppy contracts just to be a DH or, or whatever it is, you know? I think that's the main reason why they opened it up, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like I said, there's some stuff that we like and we don't like in baseball. We could talk about that as time goes on. But, you know, we just talked about the American League MVP. So why don't we hop on the National League MVP? And um, can I go first? Because I just want to knock your socks off, Rich. Of course you can. Absolutely. Okay, hold your breath and I'm going to state my case. Okay. The National League MVP will be a St. Louis Cardinal, but not... Carl Goldschmidt, it's going to be Nolan, Nolan Arenado. Um, and this is my, my theory. He's, he's an all-around player. He's over 30, and his defense is impeccable, Rich. The guy is a human vacuum cleaner at third base. He mm. works wonders. He works wonders. He was also batting 343 with 11 bombs, 28 RBIs since July 1st. The Cardinals are four games up in the, uh, in the NL Central. Mm. And I know, you know, we probably know that Paul Goldschmidt will win, but Arenado has been a top – 10 vote getter, five out of seven seasons. And I think he's one of the best underrated players in baseball. The guy gets no credit for what he does. And just look at him. Look at the place he makes at third base, the games he saves, and, and the offense, too. He's my pick for MVP, Rich. See, now, I was going over that today, too. And it's amazing to me that the MVP is coming out of St. Louis no matter what. That's like, listen, you got Austin Riley. Look, Austin Riley's having a nice season, but he's not been doing it on a consistent basis like the two top vote getters right now. And Freddie Freeman, like, he's a nice story, too. You know, he's batting 319. He's got some home runs, RBIs. He's a good story, too. But, you know, he's, just, he's another guy, another star that got lost in a shuffle out in the Dodgers. Now, I was going over these two players, too, as you were. And I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised you picked Nolan Arenado. Mm -hmm. 
saying that is because I took into consideration the Nolan Arenado um, the MVP because of his glove as well, because the guy is amazing. Like every time the Mets play him or that St. Louis, that's a team that I could just watch just because of his glove. The guy's amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then I started looking at, at Paul Goldschmidt's stats, and I'm like, this guy's got this guy's got nine home runs and 22 RBIs in August, dude. Mm-hmm. He's got 331. He's got a 1.35 OPS, 92 RBIs and 29 home runs on a team that's stacked right now and just hitting. Now, I understand. You know what it is? I understand the MLB. Like you know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a defense guy all day. Like I said, I, I'm partial to guys that play good defense. And I just don't think like I would like to give it to Nolan Arenado. I would. I would. I would give it to him just because of his defense and his, you know. But I'm telling you right now, Paul Goldschmidt's going to get the MVP just because he is on it. He, you can't get this guy out, and it's August, and you still can't get him out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and the Cardinals, like we said, it seems like they're always around in in the playoffs and stuff like that. But you know, Arenado could have an amazing September. You know, it's it's it's, it's going to be a dogfight between those two. I think. You know, it is. It is. What do you think about Lindor, Rich? I remember you saying uh, we were talking casually about a month or two ago, and you said Lindor had a chance. What do you think? Um, now, I don't, listen. I don't think he has. I don't think he has a chance to win the MVP. Uh, I guess you know why? Because if any if any Mets going to get a chance to have the MVP, it's going to be Pete Alonso. I mean, right. But but don't get me wrong, and and, and I'm going to say I'm going to keep saying this over and over again. It's like Francisco Lindor is my favorite Met, not by far. Like I like Pete. Listen, I like I like Scherzer. You know, Scherz is my guy. Like, you know, I, I like, but Francisco Lindor, when he came to the Mets, he was my guy. Everybody pitched about the money, blah, blah, blah. But Francisco Lindor, I don't think he'll get, I don't think he'll get a, a nod for the MVP just because Alonzo's having such an insane year at the bat, you know, and it's, but, but, but between the two of them, it's like, I can't wait to see what that place is going to look like, even for, for a playoff game, game one for a playoff game. I don't care who we're playing, bring it on because Alonzo and, and, and all Lindor and the rest of those guys. Alonzo Lindor, I'm telling you right, he will win an MVP, I think, with the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. I don't I think this year is his year. Like, look, I'm here. And I think the next four or five years is gonna be all right. Now here's my third three hundred and forty million dollars. I'm gonna make it in the next four years. So I Francisco Lindor will be eventually an MVP, but I don't think this year. Right, right. Yeah, great player all around, but I think uh I think the MVP comes out of St. Louis, and you would agree with that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now uh, I know you wanted to discuss a little bit about the uh about the uh, Cy Young. Yes. Now, the American League Cy Young to me is is I, I, I think I'll see what you think first, but I think I think it's locked up. I think so too, and I know where you're going. Okay. I think it's locked up. I think hands down, no questions asked, you need to give the Cy Young to Justin Verlander. Bingo. Had the same <laughs> thing, Rich. <laughs> if he doesn't get the Cy Young this year, listen, he's got two already. He's got he's got one with Detroit. He's got one with uh, with Houston. He's got two. So, I mean, he won one in uh, nineteen and eleven, two thousand eleven with Detroit, two thousand nineteen with Houston. Now, give me, you, you got to give him the third one. You have to. I mean, he's playing on a team that that's killing it right now. The team. I mean, he's playing at such a high level. One hundred forty three innings, one hundred thirty eight strikeouts. He's got a fifteen and three record, and he's pitching to a one point nine five ERA. Crazy. No, there's other. I know there's other names on that list. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Cease, I guess that's his teammate, uh, whatever. He's pitching nice, or whatever. But you have to give the Cy Young to Justin Verlander this year. And that's, that's in my eyes, hands down, American League uh, Cy Young. Yeah, and Rich, he hasn't missed a beat. I mean, the guy only pitched six innings since 2019. Right. Um, he pitched one game in the, in the COVID year, 2020, got hurt out all of last year. So what a he's a bulldog. 
the, the guy, he's the reason. You know what, Rich? I have to say the Astros are going to win the World Series and Dusty Baker's, Dusty Baker's going to get his first wing, ring as a manager. I mean, I love Dusty Baker. He's a great guy. I think he's well-deserved, you know? But I think that, that the, the level the Astros are playing right now, Rich, I don't think anybody could stop them. I, uh, I, I, I hope that, uh, I hope that uh, Edwin Diaz strikes out Jose Altuve in the bottom of the ninth inning. <laughs> so I can say to the Yankee fans, hey, look what we can do. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hopefully I don't see uh, 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 Chapman giving up home runs in the last inning this year. I mean, geez, I, will the Yankees get to a sec? Will the Yankees even make the playoffs? That's the question, you know, but um, like we spoke about that later. But um, but yeah, I, hands down, Justin Verlander, what a season he's yeah. having. And, and what is he, 39, 40 years old, Rich? I think he's 39, dude. He's wow. At level. Listen, he's got comparative numbers to like Nolan Ryan at his age, but he's not going to play till he's 46, 47 like Ryan did. But he, uh, he's, he's, he's got the numbers, man. Like you said, he's going to, he's a no doubt Hall of Famer and he needs to, he needs to get that third Cy Young this year, this year. And- yeah, and to think he was a free agent in the offseason and everyone had a shot at him, at him Rich, right? Uh, but too, like, I really, I was, listen, I, I know, I was very surprised that when I looked down, I saw that he was only with two, two teams because it just seemed to me like every year he was like, not complaining, but like, you know, it was like, oh, Justin Verlander wants more money. Justin Verlander this. And not that he was complaining. And like I said, the guy, the guy's, you know, consistently been one of the best pitchers in baseball since he's been a, since he's been a rookie. So, I mean, you gotta, I just, I was very surprised that he was only on two teams. I really was. Yeah, crazy. And, you know, he, uh, he did get Detroit to the playoffs a couple of years. And uh, a lot of pitchers from, came from Detroit and went elsewhere and stuff. Not, not one of the best cities to pitch in, I guess, right? No, no. Now, how about, um, how about, like, look, I, I, I want to go into a, a minute or two about uh, who I think is the NL uh, Cy Young, but I don't know how, how close are you following the NL Cy Young? Well, I got, I got a lot to say about this, Rich. Uh, I know we were hands out in the American League, but uh, the National League is going to be really it's going to be closer. And um, you want to take it first or you want me to do it? Uh, it's... Let me take it first, because I'm, I'm going to say something that uh, I don't know if you might expect me to say it, but uh, I'm going to say it. Max okay. is going to get the Cy Young this year. Wow. Is go- Max Scherzer is going to look up at, at this game when he pitches against the Yankees and he's going to look up. He's going to win that game. OK, and he's going to see his record at 10 and two. And he's going to look at these other pitchers and he's going to say, I am going to put this team on my back when I'm pitching and we're going to win a World Series. That is going to catapult him to his numbers in the wins. He's got 134 strikeouts right now, not too far behind the other guys. He's got a 2.15 ERA. And with the fact that the playoffs, possibly a World Series might be in the future for Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer ups his game over the next couple of starts and he wins the Cy Young. Wow. Wow. That's bold, Rich. Yep. That's a bold one. I'm going to, uh, here, here's my spiel on the uh, NL Cy Young. And it's also going to come from, uh, it's all going to come from Queens. Uh, so, you know, you know where I'm going to go with this, Rich. Yep. Uh, a closer is not one in the 19 years. Uh, Eric Gagne was the first one, but uh, Dennis Eckersley won 92. Willie Hernandez, 84. He also won the MVP that year. And the only Yankee to win the Cy Young was, reliever to win a Cy Young was Sparky Lyle, believe it or not. Mariano Rivera, the king of closers, never won one. As a matter of fact, he finished higher in the MVP voting in few seasons than the Cy Young voting. Crazy, right? So we turn the clock to this year, play the trumpets, Edwin Diaz. The guy had 57 saves for the Mariners a few years ago, finished eighth in the Cy Young. The Mariners weren't a playoff team this year. This year's got 27 saves, doing things that are simply amazing. Look at the strikeout ratio he has, Rich. It's amazing, you know? I'm not, I'm not comparing it to Mario Rivera, but he's simply the best reliever in 2022 and is a key piece to where the Mets are. The Mets didn't have Scherzer or DeGrom for, what, a couple of months? But Edwin Diaz was there. Yeah. You know, is that is that worthy of a Cy Young? Yes, it is. I mean, you got Sandy Alcantara out there, 
He's been gold to Miami, but are the Marlins going to make the postseason? Likely not. And then you have the three-headed monster in Los Angeles. You got Goslin, Anderson, and Urias. They're not like they're not the guys going to knock your socks off, right? They're not the sexiest trifecta in the world, right? I read. Did I read uh, today that Goslin's fifteen and one? He is. He is. But they're not doing. They're doing it with mirrors, Rich. I think the offense is carrying these guys. You know, I mean. These three guys are not the sexiest names in the world, you know. You got Kyle Wright, you got Max Fried in Atlanta. Also, you got Kenley Jansen. He's doing great with the Braves this year, you know. But yeah. you know what, though? In my books, Rich, I think 20 years, it's been a long time. Edwin Diaz, play the trumpets, pal. I, I, I am I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on that, man. Because that, you know, I would love to see Diaz get it. I mean, you know, again, not Mariano Rivera, but having a Mariano Rivera like season might uh, might warrant him getting the uh, uh, Cy Young. I like it, Eric. Maybe. All right. So listen, between me and you, we got two Mets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I tell the truth, Rich. I'm a true baseball fan. I mean, I'm not the biggest Mets fan in the world, but you know what? Yeah. I, I see it myself and he's having a, I, I hear, I hear my son Ben in his room. I hear the trumpets playing every night, you know? So it's crazy, you know? <laughs> I'm just looking down at something with the Dodgers here. What's going on with, with, the, with that division all of a sudden? The Dodgers are 82 and 36. Well, way ahead of everybody else yeah i was gonna ask you they definitely put it in overdrive i mean they just they're beating everybody right now you know i mean they're they might have the best record ever i, I had to pick the mariners record set in uh what was it 2000 uh 2010 or something like that but they're, they they're, they're on a pace to win like 100 way well over 120 games they're crazy you know and that's why i just want to know how would they match up against the mets in the in a playoff uh, series rich what do you think you know what I mean, listen, like you said, they got, you know, they got that three-headed monster pitching. I mean, look, uh, we got a two-headed monster better than, than you know, actually, we, do, we have a three-headed monster, too. You know, it's like, yeah. we got DeGrom, we got Scherzer, we got Diaz, and we got Carrasco's not too bad. And if you look at Bassett's numbers, dude, Bassett's numbers are not that bad either, man. Bassett's striking people out at a high rate. So, I don't know. that That's interesting to me, man. I don't know. You know what? I don't know how, how something like that would go. I don't know. <laughs> It might be Joey Gallo, uh, Rich. That's what. That's why they're so good, right? <laughs> Joey Gallo name again. I don't know why I hear that guy's name again. But that that leads that, that leads me to uh to another uh, a quick thing, a quick baseball topic here, like the Padres, dude. Yeah. I came yeah. on like I said a couple of weeks ago, and I said Padres got Juan Soto. They got now they got three of the 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 hottest youngest players in uh, the sport right now, and then this guy Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, look, by no stretch did I say that they were going to win the World Series because my Mets were winning the World Series. But I was just talking about a team that won the trade deadline. And I was talking about a team that I think if it wasn't the Mets, would have won the World Series. And I've now replaced my, the Padres with the Cardinals. But Fernando Tatis screwed the Padres big time. I think his players, are, I think his players right now are, are kind of – are kind of like kind of saving face in the media because everybody's so over-accentualized in, in the media by saying, you know, God bless you, or we're here with you. Dude, Soto and Machado and the rest of that clan, they got to be pissed at that kid, man. Yeah, no doubt. And I think there was a comment from A.J. Preller, the GM, and he kind of like said, well, maybe we didn't think he was the player he was supposed to be or so something came out. And I have to go back and research that, Rich, but I did see some uh, some uh, feedback from Padres, uh, the Padres offices and stuff. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he goes out and takes his drug. I mean, this drug is supposed to cure ringworm, but it's also a um, it's also a steroid. It's banned in baseball. So if you were going to do something, Rich, if you had an ailment, wouldn't you contact your team doctor first to see if it was OK to do? Now I, I read something I read something today that uh, his father uh, senior over there um, he he uh, commented on it. Ah. Uh, 
He said that it was a, a topical cream that he took when he was in the Dominic, down in the Dominican Republic because he had, you know, he's got the, I guess, nappier hair than normal, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I guess he had bumps on his neck. And what ah. the father said he had, he got an antifungal infection from a haircut. Like, yeah, hence, like, the, you know, the hair, the bumps, like the ingrown hairs. Okay, now, that being said, he took this thing called clostebol. Clostebol mm-hmm. is uh, something we put, it's a, it's a chlorotestosterone. Now, what a chlorotestosterone is means that when it's, it, it's, it's activated, when it's, uh, when it's affected by, um, by sodium, by water, by alcohol, it gets activated, okay? So when it's in this form, when it's in this cholesterol uh, testosterone form, what happens was if you rub it on your skin and it, and it mixes with the sweat from your body, therefore it triggers it as to becoming a steroid. <laughs> they went into this whole thing about it being an ester. Now an ester, which is a, it's a reaction. And when you interact with sodium, you know, hence the sweat. And I was like reading like all these little things on it that, listen, what's his name said? Uh, um, he had to rub the cream on himself too. Barry Bonds and, you know, uh, A-Rod. These guys were rubbing creams on themselves. Like he's a 23 year old kid. I mean, I think maybe if his father knew about this, maybe his father would have pro- tried to point him in the right direction. But uh, kid's got an 80 game suspension. He kind of did his, did his team a, a, a disservice. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, put this on your skin, kid. All right, listen, you know, you know I'm coming back from an injury, right? You know, just let me, let me be, you know, what are you doing to the Padres? Padres, eight, 18 games out of first place, biggest di- disappointment second half of the season. No doubt about it. Yeah, they're really tanking, and uh, they might not even make the playoffs, Riches, if this continues. No, I, they may not. They may not. Yeah, so I did some research on uh, uh, close to bowl. Is that how you say it, Rich? Close to bowl? Close to bowl. Uh, yeah, so it's a controlled substance. It's on the list in the United States, so it's a ban- you know it's a controlled substance in the United States, so it's not legal here, I guess. Um, and well, it also yeah. has some w- wicked side effects too. I mean, I looked up. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out these medical terms, and you know, if you know if parents, if you want to hold your kids' ears, hold the kids' ears. But spontaneous erections, yeah. wet dreams, um, elongated erection. I mean, can you imagine the guy walking on the field for three hours? You know, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean. Man boobs. I mean, you know, what's the guy doing? I mean, I, he's going to come back sooner than later. Yeah. But, you know, the Padres, they made all these trades. I mean, they were doing well. You know what? I looked last year and the maturity of this kid, Rich, there was a, there was a video circulating on um, YouTube um, where Machado was just calling this guy out in the dugout. He was just because he he was arguing balls and strikes and he was telling he was telling him to grow up. And it, he was like tearing up this kid, you know, and yeah. maybe maybe the kid's immature. Maybe, you know, yeah. maybe Machado was right. That video was great because you know why? Because through the years, when you think about Manny Machado, Manny Machado is probably a pretty, uh, pretty selfish player. Mm-hmm. When you see him, I mean, it was vocal too, cursing. Like you heard it on, 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 on TV. Yeah, as a matter of fact, there was a fan. It happened in St. Louis, Rich, and there was a fan. Um, you could hear the fan saying, do you guys play on the same team? You know, yeah. and that's how the video ended and stuff yeah. like that. Crazy, right? You know, and the, kid, the kid's only been in the league for three years. And he's yeah. literally supposed to be the second coming of the greatest shortstop of, uh, of all time. And Oh, wait, yeah, real, real quick. I'm looking up real quick here. It's like uh, they've they been giving this kid Beatty uh, a shot the last couple of nights for the Mets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the rookie, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just looked up and got distracted by that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, maybe uh, Tatis is a little immature, man. I mean, uh, and maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that this is enough for the uh, the Padres maybe to get rid of him, maybe to send the pack in. Maybe he's a headache. I don't know. But yeah, I guess crazy. On Soto, I guess. Now, right, Juan Soto is going to run that team. Now, whatever he wants is going to go because you got to give that kid the uh, the keys to the castle with that team. 
Yeah, and the question is, did they sign him in two years? That's the big question now with the with the Tatis thing. Does Soto want to be there now? That's the question, right? Very true. You know what? I didn't even think about that. Very true. Very true. Wow, that's crazy, you know. And um, like I said, the, you know, we we thought the, we, you know, we talked about all these great trades and everything going hunky dory, and everything could change within two weeks. Rich, the, the landscape of it's a marathon, basically, you know. Yeah. Things happen, and you know, and teams go through a bad. Every team goes through a, a a bad part of the season, you know. No, no team's gonna go one sixty two and zero, and um, and that's where you know you see Yankee fans complaining, and that's those are the fans that want the managers fired all the time. Those are the immature fans who think baseball teams can go one hundred sixty two and zero. Not gonna happen. What's going to happen, man? Like I said, you know, you, you hear these guys all the time. How come they didn't win? Well, Boone did this, or Buck did that, or this guy did that. I want you to let these guys manage. Like, you know, the, you know, when you, you know, when, when you make a good call, you know, it's, oh, wow, that was a great call. When you make a bad call, it's like, oh, I would have done this. You done, what, what would you have done? What would you have done? What are you like, you know, you, you know, you're not the coach. Just let these guys coach and like, just follow your teams. I mean, I understand people getting passionate. Like, I get passionate too, but. You know, just it's getting down to the nitty gritty, and both of our both of our teams are going to be in in the uh, in the tail end of this playoff run, man. And both, and it's it's going to be baseball is going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting the next couple of weeks. Yep, exactly. And could I read you something, Rich? I I, I got from Facebook a Yankee fans uh, website uh, on Facebook. I just want to read something before we uh, segue into some football and stuff. But uh, I, I, the guy wrote something yesterday, and I just want you, your reaction on this, right? He yeah. writes, um, besides being in first place, I'm happy because they haven't been under 530 years. I'm happy they're in the race for the playoffs every year. The World Series or nothing will always leave you disappointed, always. The fun is in the journey. Imagine being an Oriole or Pirates fan the last 30 years. If the Yankees don't win this year, we'll get them next year. I'm rooting for them yesterday, today, and going forward. Go Yanks. I mean, what's your reaction to that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to – I don't know. You know, and I'm thinking, like, what if you're a Pirates fan, you know, and you're finishing last how – do you, how do you accept that in the city? You know, I think that's what, you know, maybe – New York fans, Yankee fans need a couple of seasons like we had under 500 because this new generation of Yankee fan is just like totally out of the wood. You know, it's like, it, it's crazy. They think they have to win every year. I mean, I remember in 96, just getting there, it was like, oh, wow, we haven't won a World Series in like 18. And this is great, you know, and stuff. And now it was expected every year. And now they won one World Series in 22 years. And all of a sudden, like everyone's like, oh, at least they've hit 500 every year. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I hear you. Crazy, crazy. So where do we want to go? Where do we want to go in the world of football, Rich? We got so much to talk about. We just uh, we just knocked it out of the park, for lack of a better term, of baseball. I think we covered a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff with baseball here. But uh, I don't know where do we where do we go? Um, how about uh, how about we we, uh, we jump into it, Deshaun Watson? Yeah, another suspension that came out this week, right? Yes, Deshaun Watson. Uh, listen, we won't get uh, too much into it. Uh, Deshaun Watson is uh, having an eleven game suspension. He is going to be fined five million dollars. Now, originally, the six-game suspension to the 11-game suspension. Now, uh, I don't know what you heard about this, Eric, but, uh, like, why, would, why did it go from uh, the six to 11? And uh, what, just, like, overnight, like, anyone, why, why did it go to that? Do you know, have any idea? Yeah, I don't know what I was reading and stuff, but it's, I've heard that this is a very complicated case, Rich. I mean, there's news that comes out every day about Deshaun Watson, well, you know? From what, from, what I, from what I read about this is, uh, is that the League and the Union came to an agreement. The League and the Union came to an agreement of 11 games because – they did not want to go to court with this. Okay, now it would be bad for you know that what do you think? You know that the NFL was going to say, "All right, we're going to give you this amount of suspension," and then the players' union was going to say, "You know what? Though you're going to give them this much, we're just going to sit out a year." So instead of getting into a pissing contest and going into the court or whatever, the NFL said, "Okay, guys, union, we agree on 11 games. 11 games, perfect. Okay, so everybody agreed. That's where the 11 games come." 
it keeps it out of the court. Fine $5 million, okay? The guy's going to go through counseling, whatever, counseling. Now, let's get into real real quickly how I, fe- how I feel about uh, Deshaun Watson real quick. I don't know if your thoughts are different than mine, but Deshaun Watson does have a little bit of a problem. His problem is he thinks that every single Instagram model that comes over to his house wants to touch his, you know what, touch his mm-hmm. okay? Sure. Listen, if if twenty four, I'm sorry, there was if there was if twenty three out of the twenty six girls came in there and touched his penis for the next couple of hundred dollars, that's fine. That's all well and good with them. But if there's two girls that go there not knowing that that's what's going to happen, you get you give Deshaun Watson a back massage, and all of a sudden his pants are off, and like you know, I mean, come on, you know that that that's where that's where you lose me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think I think every athlete thinks that uh, they, they, every Instagram model can come to their house, Rich. You think so? I mean, that's the way I come off on. You know, these guys think they're above the law, basically. Yeah, I think you know, and I think and, and, and the, there has to be some kind of responsibility taken with those guys because, I mean, listen, you guys are high level athletes. I get it, but you know what though, you know, you know, it's it's not that hard to just you know either a go down to a bar and pick up a chick or or get a I don't know. But if the girl's over there and she just wants to rub your back, let her, let her rub your back. Get a back massage and then go downstairs and pick up a chick that, you know, wants to do other things. But, you know, get your back massage. But I think that this – and listen, not for nothing, you know, the NFL wanted this to, uh, to go away too because I was looking at this kid's contract, okay? Now, this kid signed one of the, big, one of the biggest uh, guaranteed contracts in the history of football now. So this is what's going to happen with him right now. He's going to get charged. He's going to get fined $5 million for this, and uh, he's going to lose 11 games. So let's go to his contract. Uh, over $230 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Under, wow. Over $230 million contract is guaranteed. Now, because of this little hiccup in his career, Deshaun Watson is going to lose $5 million for his fine and $632,000 for the 11 games he's going to miss playing football. Crazy. Out of his $230 million contract, a little over $5.5 million is going to be affected. He's going to get every single dollar of that money. Hey, that's I guess I guess that's how it is, right? I don't know. That's how it is now. We got to deal with. I guess that's what we got to deal with. Yeah, unbelievable, Rich. It, that's a big uh, for eleven games. That's a big uh, chunk of the season. And um, the the Browns owner's wife uh, Haslam, I think I forget her first name is last name Haslam. Um, yeah. She said that everyone deserves a second chance, and um, that's why they're glad to have the Sean Watson on board. But um, but you know, I, I guess this guy's gonna get uh, this guy's gonna get flack for the rest of his career when he goes to uh, the opposition stadiums. He's gonna get you know. People are going to shout things at him that he doesn't want to hear, but uh, you know sometimes you make your bed rich. You gotta you gotta you gotta sleep with it, you know. I mean, what if what if he uh, you know eleven? Listen, not that it means, makes any difference because the Houston Texans are horrible, but uh, his first game back is against Houston. Is it a road game or home game, Rich? I didn't see. I, I, it, um, don't call me, but I'm pretty sure it's a home game. That's why they made such big significance about it. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, wow, huh, crazy. What? If he comes back and uh, oh, what if what if he's this guy that just signed this big contract and he's getting so much shit from everybody, lawyers and and, and everybody? He's like, you know what though, I got my money, I'll pay my fine. I'm just going to beat Deshaun Watson, the guy that throws a couple touchdown passes every year. And as usual, what's going to happen to the Browns? They're going to go down the toilet bowl because I, they just don't know how to pick people. That's well, cool. I, yeah. Out of all teams, I would have got Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns, Rich, right? And Deshaun Watson is a, is a he's an amazing guy to watch play football. The guy does. Oh. I mean, we haven't seen him in, in like over a year, but just, you know, when he first came into the season, just like, you know, he was electric. Yeah, and the Buccaneers were supposed to get him before they got Brady and stuff. So thank God he didn't go to Tampa Bay because they would have won a, they would not have won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. You know, and, um, and a, another thing is, you know, we look at the suspensions. I mean, this Trevor Bauer suspension from the Dodgers, 
Imagine if Trevor Bauer was on the Dodgers this year, right? They'd be right. They'd be 100 and 115 right now, right? But um, I mean, that goes to like 2024. I think April of 2020. That that was that's like the death penalty almost, you know? Yeah, and you know what it is? It's like you know, you know, you, you have to find us a, a way to to say this without it sounding uh, you know, without it sounding like you know, to give somebody blame or whatever, you know. Sometimes people are into that kind of stuff. I get it. You know, and this girl with Trevor Bauer, apparently, I don't know. It, maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. But, um, you know, once something like that gets out about you, whether it's, whether it's true or not, it's like you're kind of screwed. You know, you, you kind of, you know, not too many people recover. Some people have recovered, but not too many people recover from that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, you, there is a code of conduct policy in the leagues and stuff, and the union abides by it as well. So, you know, I mean, even in corporate America, there's code of conduct policy. So, you know, you, you, know, you can't screw up anymore, you know, and, and the athletes are the ones that are in the spotlight. So you got to be walking on eggshells if you're a professional athlete, I would think. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and, and you know what, though? But, but that's the thing, too. You have to walk around on eggshells, but you would think that you would just know to walk around on eggshells or know to behave in public or know not to do stupid things or just... Or just know, like you know what the, you know go go back to look at look at this uh, look at this kid uh, Knox this tight end for a Buffalo his his, his brother died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, that's terrible. Horrible. This kid, this kid, you know, this kid is he's a tight end for Buffalo. His brother just died. Like these are two guys passionate about football, and then you turn around and look at some of these guys. Like you know, they're given a gift, you know, of 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 this talent, and I, I don't I don't know I don't know what happens I don't know what happens and what do you go I mean. Do you, do you think that do you have to realize, in fact, that, listen, I am a, a representative of, of myself now, a big organization, like, you know, kind of like, you know, if I'm going to be that guy, I can be that guy. But, you know, you got to know that you're going to be under a microscope all the time. You got to own your shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at the behavior Antonio Brown had over the couple, past couple of years. Rich. I mean, that was a little bizarre, right? A little bizarre. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. If you play football, I mean, like I said, playing football, is, it, it's not a right. It's a privilege. You know, I mean, you, you, you know, you can get cut at any time and stuff, any, any sport basically, you know, but, right. um, but these guys, you know, they got to learn and stuff. And, you know, I hate talking about the legal stuff. I always like to talk about the on the field stuff because that's what it's all about sports. But I think over the past couple of years, it's been more and more like off the field stuff that, that we talk about on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, the Browns are in trouble, man. Like, you know, they were watching, you know, watching out those first 11 games. You got Jacoby Brissett as their backup quarterback. Well, they also have, uh, they also have another uh, a human, a humanity uh, guy in uh, Kareem yeah. Hunt, right? He's, uh, he's also a, a, somebody to look up to, right? Un- yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, they get, listen, they get second chances, but I don't know. Where, where, where do you draw the line? Who gets second chance? Who doesn't get a second chance? Who gets in the Hall of Fame because of steroids? Who doesn't get in the Hall of Fame because of steroids? You know, it's just it's got to be it's got to be one thing or the other. You know, what well, I mean? they, they never took OJ Simpson's Hall of Fame away from him, right? Are we going to treat these guys like athletes and entertainers, or are we going to treat these guys like they have to be held up to a standard like everybody else? Which I think a little bit of both because you're in the public eye these days. It's not like 1960, uh, 1960, where uh, Mickey Mantle go home with two prostitutes and uh, three cases of beer, and nobody would ever know about it. You know, now yeah. it's like everything these guys do is under a microscope. Yeah, George, uh, Joe DiMaggio, what, a couple of wives and stuff, a couple of girlfriends. It's crazy, you know, but it's happened since the beginning of the time. Look, look at Babe Ruth. I mean, Babe Ruth drinking beer before a game and all that, right? Hot dogs and stuff. I mean, you know, it's, 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 we're talking beer. We're, you know, we're talking this more serious thing with Deshaun Watson, but it's just crazy how it's gone on for so long and stuff. But you know what, guys, just play the damn game. We want to watch the game. We don't want to watch ESPN and look at this legal stuff all day. I'm tired of hearing from all the lawyers on, on TV all the time. I know got the lawyers and you got the referee and how do they see this play and 
Did he go to? I mean, it, it's just become a big shit show. Everybody wants, I guess, everybody wants their little piece of the pie. Everybody wants, you know, their, their piece of the money. I don't, maybe. I don't, I, I don't know, Eric. Well, they say they say it gets ratings rich, all this stuff. But you know what, though? At the end of the day, I, I just want to see a ball game. That's what I want to see. I don't know about you, but I would just want to see the damn ball game. Yeah, that's what I want to see, too. You know, so it's, you, uh, talking about, you know, you know, getting into this uh, Deshaun Watson uh, thing a little bit, you know, with the Browns or whatever. You know, the, listen, the Browns are in trouble. They've always been in trouble. But um, I got a I, I got um, I was looking into uh, my, you know, my story about uh, Aaron Rodgers last week and about the ayahuasca and stuff like that. You know, and I still do think that there is a lot, a lot to this uh, ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, he's got he's got um, some receivers that he's got to uh, take care of. And I take care of that. He's got to like kind of like he says, uh, you know, his whole ayahuasca thing was he's got to learn to love everybody else and love himself. And, you know, he went on a mental journey and this, that and the other thing. Now, he's got three wide receivers that he's going to have to emotionally come attached to in uh, these three guys with uh, Sammy Watson, Watkins uh, and Randall Cobb. You know, the two guys that he's going to have to become, get some kind of physical attraction with because at the moment, if you're looking at Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins still doesn't think that he belongs. Listen, dude, if you don't think that you belong, you are playing right now with one of the, one of the greatest – say what you want about him. The guy's an asshole, but say what you want about him, but he's one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived. And if you ever want to become an elite um, wide receiver, this is the guy that's going to put you there. Stop complaining. Yeah, he had a bad he had a bad season last year. Watkins he played with Baltimore and stuff, but um, you know he's never had more than sixty six receptions of the season. His only one thousand yard season was seven years ago in Buffalo, and he can't stay healthy either. Rich, he's twenty nine years old. You know, is he the number one guy or is it Lazard or Cobb? I mean, the Packers receivers receiving core doesn't knock my socks off at all. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, on the Cardinals. I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Randall Cobb, I think is going to step up this year. So the guy's been. He was in the organization a long time, in and out briefly last year, but then came right back and they signed him. So, I mean, they had to bring this guy back for a reason, I guess. Uh, but he's, um, yeah, he's, he's got to step up too. I mean, and, and listen, they got Aaron Jones, you know, and A.J. Dillon. You know, they're going to split time at, at the running back. I mean, that could be a good two-headed monster if Aaron Jones stays healthy and he's a strong kid. But uh, the one thing they did say that that might help out um, Aaron Rodgers too is uh, – they shored up their offensive line this year. I, I listen. I, you know, I'm not a Green Bay guy. I, I know that they got a couple of draft picks, and uh, just from reading, like into the offensive line, you know, they did a really good job this year in, uh, in you know, protecting Rodgers this year. So uh, I don't know. Who knows? You know, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe my prediction to, for Ayahuasca to win the uh, Super Bowl might come true. <laughs> and you know, they, their division doesn't knock my socks off with the uh, the other three teams and stuff. So you know, Green Bay is going to probably win the division. But um, yeah. you guys, you kind of like the teams that wear green. You like the Jets, and now you like the Packers, huh, Rich? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and listen, you know what? Do, do I like the Packers? To they're, they're a good. You know what? They're going to be a good story for me this year because of the fact that like I was really intrigued by the ayahuasca story. They're going to be a story for me this year because I'm gonna I am going to really check in on the Packers every once in a while and. You know, see what's going on there because uh, it's it's a, it's a good story for uh, to follow. You know, I'm I don't know, like it's even even like now you got uh, what's his name uh, De- De- Devontae Adams leaving the Packers. Like that's gonna be that's a huge uh, hole in there. I mean, is is Sammy Watkins gonna be able to fill that role of Devontae Adams? No way. Is Rand is Randall Cobb gonna be the guy? What you know is he gonna be the guy? I don't I don't think so. I mean, you know, Devontae Adams left the Green Bay Packers team with one of the uh, you know probably one of the, like I said one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, what do you think about uh, Devontae Adams, like, in his move going over to the Raiders? 
Yeah, just one uh, one tidbit on uh, Sammy Watkins. You know, I'm the uh, I'm the uh, fantasy guy, the uh, the daily fantasy guy on FanDuel, and uh, just want to give a tip to anybody that gambles and stuff. You want to take Watkins over 125 yards on the first game of the season. That's the one day he shows up every year, and then he goes quiet the rest of the season. So I'm gonna put my bet in after this podcast, uh, Rich. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet over on 125 for Sammy Watkins. I don't even know who they're playing, but you know what? It's gonna be Rogers to Watkins going crazy, and then week two through 17 is a different story so <laughs> but you you said the Devonte adams uh, leaving to go to uh to las vegas that's the perfect match with him and Derek carr i mean these guys were teammates for two years in college at fresno state they hooked up for 233 receptions and over 3,000 yards uh and 38 touchdowns so that's not chopped liver rich i mean the raiders definitely improved in the afc west but it's gonna be a dogfight for one to four in that division i mean that's pretty uh i mean you talk about the nfc central which we just talked about and then you go to the afc west night and day yeah, because I mean, you know, back, back to back to Derek Carr for a second. I mean, you know, he he's been a you know he's been a consummate consummate professional with that, that organization. I mean, Devonte Adams is going from uh, from Aaron Rodgers, and on paper you look like uh, you know Aaron Rodgers, you know, even Aaron Rodgers. What is he crazy? But he's going to a guy in Derek Carr with forty eight hundred yards passing last year and twenty three touchdowns. That's like almost seven eight hundred almost seven hundred yards more than uh, Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. Now Derek Carr's got a weapon in Devonte Adams this year, and he's got I mean. The, the Raiders are going to. I think the Raiders. Their, their defense is a little suspect, though. I mean, their defense really isn't. Uh, it was, they got. They, they got to do something there. They got some holes there, but you know, they're going to score a lot of points. Yeah, don't forget if Waller stays healthy at uh, tight end, and they also have that uh, that slot guy Renfro. So uh, the Raiders' offense might be uh, pretty good this year, I would think, right? Like, I mean, they made the playoffs last year with that uh, that weird game against the Chargers at the end of the season, which I guess a tie would have got both teams in, and they they did go to overtime, and it went down to the last play in overtime, believe it or not. But um, but yeah, um, it's going to be a tough division. I mean, the Chargers definitely improved on defense. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, he's uh, being picked by some to be MVP this year, uh, leading the Chargers there. And then yeah. you also got the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos have uh, Russell Wilson now. And uh, you can never count out Kansas City with Mahomes and stuff, even though they lost uh, Tyreek uh, to the Dolphins. But, uh, but yeah, it's a tough division. I mean, the Raiders can go first. They can finish last. I mean, any team can finish first and last in that division. It'd be crazy. But that, that, that's something like real quick, you know, that uh, you said the Chargers, you said, uh, you know, about Justin Herbert. Like, you know, do you remember the story last year how mad the owner was? Or was it the owner of the GM that was meant to wanted Justin Herbert, but they took two instead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? Unbelievable. The guy who said they, want, they, they wanted him. But imagine that. I mean, Justin Herbert, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, the guy, the guy was, I mean, obviously, well, you got to see how Tua does now. But, I mean, that's another thing. Are you going you to, you get a guy in a Tariq Hill who's had Pat Mahomes throwing him the football. You're going to go over to Miami now and you're going to have, uh, have Tua throwing you the ball? Like football, that's what, – what, I don't think that's going to translate. I mean, I, I'd have to say Tariq Hill, he went to Miami either like if it was money or uh, he couldn't have went there for a better situation. Yeah, I don't know. The Dolphins' offense never really uh, did anything for me. That's kind of weird. I think he went for the money, right? Also, Rich, they thought they were going to get Brady too. Remember that? That's where the tampering was. So maybe he thought Brady was going to be thrown to him. True. Yeah, yeah, very true. I mean, look, yeah, Ty- Tyreek Hill, and he got uh, that kid Waller, too. He had 100 catches last year. Yeah, you got the, yeah, you, exactly. And he got about seven running backs, I think, right? So, you know, you got all those running backs down there. But, um, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know why he took the money and went down there, especially with the, uh, with the arm of Pat Mahomes throwing to him. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense sometimes. You look at the, you know, back, you know, back to the Chargers real quick. I mean, not only do they have a pretty, you know, they got Herbert and Eckler and, you know, they got Williams and Allen, obviously, but, on defense, they got Khalil Mack now. They got Khalil Mack, and they got a Joey Bosa. 
yeah, they went from 26th uh, ranked in the NFL this, last year, and they're going to be much improved. And that was their Achilles heel last year was defense, you know. They played a lot of these shootout games and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I kind of like the Chargers, and uh, they play in that pretty cool stadium, which I took the tour of in a, a couple of weeks ago. It's a really nice uh, ballpark they play in there out in L.A. You know, Rich, one thing about that stadium, SoFi Stadium, and I don't, I don't know if I ever told you, but uh, I thought I put it out there. There's one person in L.A. that has access to all the whole stadium. Um, can you can you make a guess? And my son, Ben, knew right off the bat. I was like, he did his homework, I think. But one guy in L.A. has access to the whole stadium, basically. No, I don't know. Yeah. LeBron James, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, LeBron James. You had, to, you had to mention that guy's name. Right? Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. You okay, Rich? You gonna you gonna throw up a little bit or what? You just threw up in your mouth, but you love LeBron James, right? Oh my God! You know, yeah. as the as the NBA approaches, Rich. I mean, the day the day I lost uh, to- total respect for LeBron James, and and I guess you can do it. It's like an infomercial, but when he went on TV and decided he was going to leave Cleveland and go to Miami, and we had to all sit around this TV for an hour that night, whatever, to find out his decision. I mean, that's where I lost total respect for the guy. He is just he. I, I just I can't stand him. Like we we you know we, we, as basketball season approaches, we're gonna do a, a more about him. But he's just like I, I don't know. He always he puts his foot in his mouth or something. I don't know, listen. Can't take away the fact that he's probably he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. I'm sorry, I coughed on something. I just you know I just can't say. I, I just I have to say it, but I can't hear myself saying it. I just you know LeBron James, whatever, dude. Yeah, and I put something on Facebook before, and I put, like, it said one must go. It was a FanDuel advertisement. It had the uh, the Super Bowl trophy, the World Series trophy, uh, had the NBA trophy, and then it had the World Cup trophy, whatever. And I said the World Cup must go because I know how much we love soccer, you know. And then our buddy, the Amish outlaw, chimed in, the NBA must go. But I said, you know, Rich and I are NBA fans, you know. we uh, I said, Rich is the biggest Celtic, so, you know, we, we like our NBA, Rich, right? We're going to talk – we are definitely going to talk uh, NBA because uh... – Listen, we got to get the Am- the Amish outlaw is going to have to figure out a way how to uh, how to bust through our uh, through our system here. We're going to know you know we're, we're going to. Uh, it's going to be tough I- though because the Amish don't have electricity, so I don't know how he's going to do it. I know, I know. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to. What do you call? It? I- I'll figure out a way to to introduce the uh, Amish uh, outlaw. I well, mean, you know, he lives close to me, so maybe he could take his horse and buggy up the hill or something like that. Yeah, I mean, listen, he is a he is a Pirates fan. I mean, I mean, Steelers fan too, but he's a Pirates fan. So I don't know how much Pirates uh, baseball we're going to be talking about. I don't care if there's nothing to talk about. Pirates. Maybe he'll be talking about Willie Stargell or Dave Parker or something like that. Talking about Doc Ellis, who's tripping on acid. Oh, jeez. Or, or or John Candelaria, right? There you yeah. go. Jeez. Yeah. They had their issues back in the eighties, huh? <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, well, you know, with the Amish outlaw. Once he um, once he gets in from harvesting all the corn, maybe he'll join our show one day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, speaking listen, speaking about uh, you know people like joining our show, like you know, eventually maybe we're uh, eventually maybe like you know we'll get people in here like to talk to us, like you know, we, like we, we don't know anybody. Like I know people that are giant fans. Like maybe we come to like an agreement on somebody. Maybe we'll have a little three way conversation from like fifteen minutes about uh, with somebody that knows about the Giants, like. You know, or if anybody wants to, like, you know, you don't want to do more than three, but we can get somebody to call in occasionally and uh, do a little something with someone has a little a different perspective on, uh, like, the Giants or something, you know, or maybe one of your buddies or something, or the Amish Outlaw could call in and uh, do a couple of minutes about the uh, Steelers if you want, you know? Yeah, and maybe, you know, maybe we can take it up a notch. Maybe we can get some Renegades guys sometime, you know? Yeah. I mean, this show's going to go places, Rich. Right now we're in the early stages and stuff, but I think we're going to – this is going to expand and stuff. So the day we get our first professional athlete on, Rich, then I drink, then we drink the bubbly, right? Absolutely. And listen, there's a, that's that's uh, what do you call it? One thing you know, I want to talk about. Like I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give a couple of uh, a couple of shout outs or uh, a couple of uh, 
yeah, I guess a couple of shout outs, you know, at the end of this. And, uh, you know, you guys gonna know who you're talking about. You know, we might be, uh, I'll give the shout out. I mean, we might be doing something, uh, may or may not be doing a little uh, live thing uh, coming up soon. And uh, I'll give you guys the details about that uh, when we finish here. Because I'm going to do a couple of shout outs at the end of this. I don't know if Eric wants to too. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we may be doing something live. You know, we got a lot of people that, are, you know, have their ears on us. And we, we just got to say, dude, every, everybody you talk to, they got to follow us. They got to they gotta share it. They got to do, you know, we got to do everything we can. We got to figure out platforms to get out there on Apple. We, got, we have to get this out there, you know, because, uh, again, I, I think we have good banter. And we got, uh, you know, we got a good thing going here, dude. Yeah, definitely. The people are definitely listening, Rich, because I hear people tell me about it and stuff. I even my mom even listened and she loved the uh, the chemistry between you and I. She said it was like amazing and stuff. And, you know, I played it on the way down to Jersey, you know, for Jody and Ben. And, you know, we left Fishkill and next thing we know, we're like 80 miles down road. You know, it's like, wow, the whole pocket. That, that's how good it was. It was just like yeah. it was it was so easy to listen to and so, the back and forth and stuff. But something really disturbed me, Rich, before. And maybe you could help me out and stuff. I mean, you know, I, I like to peruse the Internet and stuff and, you know, do a lot of reading and stuff like they said we're always uh, we're always uh, our minds are always thinking rich and stuff but i did see something and i know you're the boxing guy but i did see something about mike tyson and he said that um he expects to die soon he, th he thinks it'll expire i mean do you anything it's just a rumor or i heard him say it on a podcast now listen now you're talking my language mike mike tyson this is my guy dude. now mike tyson you know mike we all know about mike tyson in his days like mike tyson was a, a savage mike, mike tyson was a killer and he'll say it himself He's 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 made some wacky predictions in the day. He's done a lot of shit. Like he's lost. He's he's made and lost almost a billion dollars in his career. He's had people taking advantage of him. He was bankrupt in two thousand three. Um, divorces, like you know, it just his life has just been been thrown together with like just so much like so much sadness. You know, he lost his daughter. I mean, you know, more recently, and it's it's like you know Don King. Uh, he stole all that money from him. But uh, Mike Tyson is pissed, man. Now, I, I, I've been following and paying a lot of attention to, uh, to Mike Tyson's life, I guess, maybe in the last like five or six years more, uh, more thoroughly because uh, he's a very interesting character to me. And uh, anybody that thinks that Mike Tyson is just like some stupid boxer from the, uh, you know, listen, it's, it's all how you sound and what, and what you say. If you got to listen to uh, Mike Tyson, some of the stuff he's been saying over the last couple of years, and uh, he's been playing, saying some pretty poignant shit. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, need to take out the end of the day and listen to him you know, about what he's been talking about, because um, he's, he's got a, Hulu's got a, Hulu's got a show coming out. Um, it's called, I think it's called Mike. Uh, it starts on August 25th, but um, it's a version of, it's a show about uh, Mike Tyson's life. And it's, uh, I guess it's being broken up into parts because that's how everything is done these days. And uh, Mike Tyson is mad because he had, not only did he have no input, they pretty much made, he says they made up a story. They said that a lot of the stories in it aren't true. They don't like the way the, they, they depicted him and this and that. But bottom line is he's mad. I don't know if it's maybe because he's got he's he's producing another show himself where he's he's writing it. He's going to direct it. Uh, some big uh, director is going to direct and he's getting Jamie Foxx to play him. So I don't know if his anger is towards uh, the fact that uh, that, you know, the show, he had no input. But I can't see that either because. Now, you know, being Mike Tyson, he was, like I said, that he lost all that money and he gained all that money. Now he's like, you know, uh, lives a little bit more of a modest life, I guess. Like they say he's worth about $10 million. But, But the other day he said that he feels like he's going to die. Now, listening to him and saying that he's going to die is I really think that he's going to die soon because 
Again, he's another guy that's been into the psychedelics and he's got his own weed company, Mike Tyson 2.0. He's even, he's even got gummies uh, that, are, that are called uh, Fight Bite or something like that. They're, they're in the shape of ears, Vanderbilt Holyfield's ears. They're gummies oh, with THC in them. But, you know, he said that he's taking magic mushrooms. He has his journey and this, that, and the other thing. But uh, I, think he, I think he might be able to be able to see his own death because wow, come to a point in his life where, I mean, I watched, like, there's a lot of Mike Tyson documentaries out there. But if you guys are Mike Tyson fans and all the documentaries that are out there, all, everything I've ever seen or read on him, watch something called Mike Tyson Autobiographies. It's every single Tyson documentary that you've seen and exp- explained to with him answering the questions and in his demeanor and his lingo lingo and how he's portraying his message because Mike Tyson's not as dumb as everybody thinks. And he's a very, very sad guy. And uh, a lot of people could, uh, could learn a lot from him. So uh, but again, I don't think it's a whole money thing with him because I think if he knows he's going to die, he's got money. You know, I just think it's all about the fact that he feels he's being, he's going back to the hood and saying like, listen, it feels like he's being duped. And it feels like people are, uh, he actually called Hulu is the uh, is uh, is like the slave trade. It's like they're, wow. they're opposing people. So that's that's what he's mad about. Is he uh, sick, rich, or anything? Ill? Any diseases I, or anything? Or I don't know. All they, all I know is they said that. All I know is like a lot of people say that you know he's he's got you know he's been he's been very very outspoken about uh, medical marijuana and the medical marijuana marijuana thing being such a such a big topic these days. And he says it changed his life. But now he says that he could see his death. So I, I don't know. I, I, I just I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if something happens to him. It would be very sad. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if something does happen to him. Wow, what a tragic uh, downfall, huh? Of a um, of an you know what a story that is, right? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, crazy. Uh, on a light, on a lighter note, Rich, I just want to talk about uh, August and what August means to me. And it happened this week, and I really get pissed off. Um, it's pumpkin season, you know, and, um, Dunkin' Donuts, pumpkin spice latte, you know, Halloween is October 31st. Why does the pumpkin spice latte have to come out on August 18th? I, I just can't stand the marketing of this stuff. And the people who buy this stuff are getting suckered into it. It's just like, it's like they're getting brainwashed with this, right? I mean, pumpkin spice latte, it's an ice latte. Are you going to be drinking ice lattes on Halloween? Why do you need this in the summertime? I know somebody that told me about a Dunkin' Donuts they would go to 25 miles away from where they live because they had pumpkin spice leftover whatever flavoring in may i mean it's just like these people are getting nuts with the pumpkins i'm done and and, and look there's cupcakes there's there's tomato sauce with pumpkins everything's got pumpkin spice why i can't stand it you know it's just ridiculous and and if i see it in my house it's going right in the garbage yeah i i tried it once it tasted like i was drinking robitussin on ice it was horrible and like i said i will drink it we could make a bet or like if we do a live and I'll try it on a live feed. If we do, if we're in somewhere, but you know what? It's garbage. It's and everything. It's pumpkin spice meatballs, pumpkin. What's next? Pumpkin spice, Chinese food. I mean, what, where, where do you draw the line on this stuff? It's crazy, Rich. All I got to tell you is tomorrow morning, I am getting a pumpkin spice latte and putting my hat backwards and sitting on my deck. That's what I'm drinking tomorrow. Hat. Are you going to put your little orange Crocs with the little, um, the ghost little pins in them and stuff like that? Are you going to do that trick or treat? <laughs> yeah. 
you just you just hate Crocs, don't you, dude? You, you are not willing to say that Crocs are comfortable, bro. It's- oh my God, they're so they're so ugly looking, and oh my, I I I would never wear Crocs, Rich. I'm telling, I never wear Crocs, never, 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 never. If Nike made Crocs, maybe because I know I wear Nike, oh. but you know, but you know, I I could. You like pumpkin rich? You drink that stuff? I don't like it. I, I was just breaking your chops. I'm not a, I'm not a big, big fan of uh, pumpkin spice lattes, to say the least. What about pumpkin spice candles? Oh, God, no. Everything. Pumpkin spice. No. Like I said, if it enters my house, it's going right in the trash, Rich. And you know what? I, if I get arrested for break, you know, you could, you could, we could do the podcast from jail or something like that, you know, if I destroy pumpkin displays in stores. I just hate it. It just irks me the wrong way. And, and it, you know, walking with the pinky up, with the little sweater on. And, oh, and I'm going to talk about apple picking in the upcoming weeks, Rich. Apple picking is another one, another topic for a different day. But you know what? Enough with the pumpkins already! Uh, hey, listen, hey, listen, I'll just let you go, dude. I know how much you hate pumpkin spice and pumpkin is. i just let you go, man. Just uh, keep going. Keep hating on pumpkins. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll be trashing them on Facebook and everything. And you know what? I'm going to say, if you want to hear pumpkins, listen to the, listen to the podcast, right? <laughs> Check it out now. <laughs> oh my God! All right, yo, listen. I'm looking at my uh, looking at my uh, sheet here, man. It's like we hit, uh, we hit. I think we hit everything that we wanted to uh, discuss tonight. I think we did. The production meeting was great yesterday. I mean, you definitely did the production meeting, like we said we do, and uh, yeah, everything uh, everything came to fruition on our notes and stuff. We did. We knocked it out of the park again, Rich. Episode three. Yeah, I mean, now now we're gonna we are gonna come to, we are gonna come to you, uh, you know, more frequently now. We are gonna, you know, right, Eric. We are gonna do uh, once a week. Weekends uh, sound like the best day to do it. Saturday nights, uh, weekends sound like the best night to do it, right? Yeah, and we want to do some football predictions and stuff. So, you know, we'll come through the, you know, vacation season's over, kids are back at school, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, we roll into September, October, November, December. So nothing but the best of uh, sports coverage for you guys. What I want to say, too, is like what I think we want to do again, I know it's a little hokey, but everybody does it or whatever. So I think what we're going to do is like, you know, I know you had been saying that uh, you haven't had a drink in uh, 365 uh, days or whatever. There's a big, long number in there somewhere. Yeah, I like to play these. I like to play these games, Rich. Like two years ago in 2020, I did this pizza contest on Facebook. How many slices of pizza will you eat? My one of my cousins in Texas got it right. She was 150. She guessed, and that's what it was. And it kind of worked out well because it was the COVID year and all the sports shut down. So it was kind of like the only game in town. And right. actually, a couple of radio stations liked it on uh, Facebook. They somebody, you know, so a couple of radio stations were looking at it too. But you know, it never came to any interviews or anything. But I thought it was pretty cool, actually. So so yeah, yeah last year I'm sitting in Atlantic City and uh, we're sitting at some cute. Cuban restaurant and uh, I ordered a rum and coke. I felt like it was 1975. Ordered rum and coke and uh, it was August 17th, 2021, and that was the last time I had an adult beverage. So you know, like like I said, I just keep on going. There was never an issue or anything. It's just like you know, I make up these games with my head and I play them out. You know, it's pretty cool actually. You know, so <laughs> now that listen, now that I know that I'm not going to be uh, starting, uh, you know, the downfall of, an, of a drinking problem or anything, but I think that we discussed earlier that uh, when football season rolls around, we're going to make it interesting and we're going to uh, we're going to make our football picks, right? Right, exactly. Yes. So a football pick, so we're going to make it a little entertaining. Like, I think every week, uh, me and you, we'll, we'll, we'll pick all the teams. You know what I mean? And we'll, you know, and through the week, we'll go over a couple of them. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to keep track throughout the entire season. And at the end of the year, whoever has the most wins has to do something that the other person says. Now, my thing to you is if I beat you at the end of the year, I think that me and you have to sit down and have a couple of drinks, not just one, have like two or three drinks, and just discuss how well our podcast is doing at the time. And if I, that's if I win, I would like you to join me for your first alcohol beverage. And it'll probably be about, what, 400, 500 days by then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. As long as I don't have to wear Crocs or my hat backwards, it's fine. 
problem. And if you could come up with something uh, that you would like to add to me too, if you'd like, uh, you could say, you know, say it another time. We could say it now. Yeah, I'll think about it, Rich. Maybe drinking a glass of green juice or something like that from Smoothie King or something like that. We'll, we'll figure it out down the road and stuff. You know, we still got a couple more weeks till the NFL starts, so I'll think of something for you. Maybe I'll make you wear a Yankee hat or something like that, you know? All right, listen. So like I said, real quick, we got the uh, Stump the Stack guy. And I told, ah! I told you where I was going yesterday, but I made a complete left because um, I was waiting for you when you were going on your uh, Paul O'Neill uh, uh, rant over there, which, you know, it was great. But I was waiting for you to say something, and you didn't say something. And I was, oh, I'm going to choose that that you didn't discuss for our stump the stack guy question of the night. Wow, Paul O'Neill, as you know, loved him as a Yankee, right? Yep. How did Paul O'Neill get to the Yankees? He was uh, traded from Cincinnati Reds for Roberto Kelly. Wow, there you go. I am throwing me softballs, man. This is crazy. Another one. There you go. Three in a row, dude. Actually, no, yeah. Well, well, I was expecting a hockey question, Rich. We haven't talked hockey yet or anything, but you know, you said how much you love uh, hockey uh, playoffs and stuff, but maybe we can get into some hockey and stuff as the season goes along. I know the um, the preseason game starts in a couple of weeks, and, you know, nobody cares about that, but, you know, hockey NBA coming up and, uh, you know, the World Cup, I mean, that starts around uh, Thanksgiving time this year because it's on the other side of the globe uh, in a place where it's summertime in the winter. But, um, but yeah, we could talk uh, World Cup for for like a second or two, huh? All right. All right, man. All right. So listen, uh, you got the stump the stat guy. Um, we're just like, as usual, you know, you guys got to check us out on Spotify and I'm definitely working on getting us out on more uh, platforms. Uh, go to our Instagram account. You guys know the Instagram accounts by now, right? It's check it out. 1972 at Instagram. Oh, ECW 068 on Instagram and ECW 1968 on Twitter. All right. That's our, uh, that's our handles. If you guys want to get in touch with us, if we said anything that, you know, that might, that you might want to call us on, you got questions for us. And I know a lot of you guys that are listening have our personal numbers too. So, uh, all right, Eric. We, uh... Yeah, and uh, Rich, I just want to say one more thing. I want people to use these social media outlets. I mean, you know, ask us questions. Maybe you want us to talk about something, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, disagree with us, you know, agree with, you know, let's hear some feedback and stuff. You know, this is week three already and stuff. I know a lot of people are listening, but you know what? Use our social media platforms and maybe we could set up a group uh, page on Facebook as well, Rich. Uh, check it out, group page, you know, where people can go in and stuff like that. I'm saying, like I said, we had our first, pretty much our first production uh, meeting via phone yesterday. We really need to sit down and, uh, at, you know, sit down and have a cup of coffee or something like that. And uh, we, we got a lot of stuff that we got to talk about, man, because, uh, I don't know. I, I really, I'm not even kidding. I got a lot of phone calls from people who want to do stuff with us already. So uh, that's, that's really good. So we got to, we got to have like a real, like a real production meeting. You know what I mean? Like sit down and, and talk about our future because we got a lot of shit going on, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like I said, we're, we got 90, 96 minutes we did tonight, Rich. So I know we had a lot to talk about from vacation and stuff. And uh, it seems like this is a weekly thing. So it's going to be about 80, 90 minutes and stuff. So, Thanks. you know, listen in the car. I mean, I have it on Apple Play in my car. I was listening the other night, uh, driving around with my son. We were listening and stuff. So, you know, give it a listen. I mean, there's so many opportunities to listen throughout the day. Listen in pieces, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. But, you know, go to the gym, treadmill, you know, do it. You know, we're entertaining. We want to inform you guys, make you guys laugh. And uh, yeah, and hope you guys like us. So uh, share us, like us, get the word around town. I'm also work. I'm also working on, uh, I'm going to see if uh, maybe me and you, because right? you know we have our fantasy football uh, league that we do every year. I'm working on maybe uh, me and you uh, to maybe do our football draft live, which will basically just mean like uh, we'll be doing the picks uh, together. But uh and then me and you will just make fun of all their picks and they can't hear it until tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. That would be awesome. Make fun of everybody. And so I'd love doing that. <laughs> my friend. Well, uh, listen, there was another, uh, listen, another good week. This, this uh, flew by and uh, you guys are definitely going to be uh, hearing from us uh, a lot more. And uh, Eric, you got anything to say? 
No, I just want to say hi to everybody. I want to say hi to uh, to my boys at work who listen. I want to say hi to Ben. Ben's going to listen. Jody's going to listen. I want to say hi to the guys on the block here in Roundville. Yep. Amos Outlaw, you're going to listen to comment, please. I know uh, you're very critical, but you know what? We take the criticism. We don't care and stuff like that. We're big boys. How about you, Rich? Any uh, shout outs or anything or? I got a couple. I got a couple of shout outs that I'm, that I'm going to cut into the end of this because uh, you know I want to uh, I want to shout somebody out specifically. So uh, listen, uh, when, when this cuts off, we say goodbye to you guys and we say later. Just uh, hang on for maybe another minute or two. I just got to tell you about a couple of things, uh, a couple of people that are uh, close in our lives that uh, that a couple of good things going on. And if Eric wants to add something to that end too, uh, he can as well. So all right, Eric, another uh, successful show. And uh, I guess like as you know, as I always say, is like uh, it's like we're out of here until next time, and as we will see you later. Awesome. Yeah. Peace out, everyone. What's up, guys? It's Murph. I wanted to pop back on and tell you about something that I alluded to in the beginning. We've been getting some uh, traffic coming through our Spotify account. People have been listening. You guys have been doing your job. But keep doing it. Keep sharing. We're trying to get the word out there. I was talking to my buddy, Phil, who uh, moved away for a little while. And uh, we were friendly, you know, through our community when we first moved up here. He moved away and he's back. And uh, he's back down, uh, living down there somewhere. And uh, his brother owns a bar in Peekskill. It's called the Peekskill Public Kitchen and Bar. It's a sports bar. What better place to hold a podcast? He said... You never know. If our podcast thing takes off, you might want to host a live one for us. That sounds like a great idea. I wouldn't mind uh, hosting a live podcast during football season. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to send him a copy of our uh, podcast that we just did tonight. We just finished uh, deleting, not even, no, not deleting, editing. We didn't have to edit anything out. We usually go straight up. We just want to kind of like, you know, edit like breaks and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so this place, uh, Peekskill Public Kitchen and Bar. It's at 362 Washington Street in Peekskill. Ronnie's the owner. If Phil or Ronnie are in there, tell him you heard this on Check It Out. We might be coming down there to do something live. Let me know on Instagram if you uh, think that's a good idea, maybe something you'd like to come out and see, and I could gauge uh, when we can do it, when we start gaining an audience. I'm not going to cut that out because this is live and uncut. So thanks for all the feedback I'm getting, guys. And keep sharing. Check it out. Sports Podcast, Murph and E-Dubs.